Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas, featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. Coming at you, the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Thank you everybody for uh, listening. We appreciate it on this uh, Monday night. We're live from Las Vegas. The Motocross Nations just happened. Uh, technical difficulties, we're back. Technical difficulties, tits, what's the matter? Uh, hold on one second. All right, sorry everybody. Good way to start the show. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brock Bar, 810 Solutions, uh, W Wheels, Black Ops Mode on Optrix. Hey, it pays to listen to the show. Check out sponsor deals on the PulpMechShow.com. You will save a ton of money on our sponsors uh, and Optrix. Optrix is on board with us for this week, uh, for this show, and uh, sales are flying. Um, they're, they're flying off the shelf, so thanks to those guys. And uh, also, uh, Black Ops Moto, 25% off all ignition coil sales for the month of October. Uh, please spread the word and uh, mention Pulp MX when you do it, and we will save you big money on uh, Black Ops Moto. And uh, got a big show tonight. Motocross Nations just happened. I brought a cold back, as well as some epic memories from Germany. Eli Tomac, Phil Nicoletti, Brendan Lutz, and uh, Chris from Race Tech. Chris uh, Reisenberg, all coming on from Race Tech. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, with you as usual. Uh, no co-host this week. Uh, late night coming back. Uh, a few things fell through, so we're running it solo. We are going to have Jason Thomas on the line. And uh, my producer, uh, the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Sup? How are you? Fine. Thanks for coming in tonight. Yeah. No problem. All right. Yeah. Uh, everything good? Uh-huh. Um, USA lost. Yeah. Me being a Canadian, uh-huh. um, I cheer for the U.S., but I'm wondering if, it, if you're a natural-born American citizen like yourself, is it crushing? It hurt pretty bad. Crushing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was, it was uh, between the USA losing just in general and my favorite writer having what some would consider a uh, – a very mediocre, <laughs> subpar outing. Uh, some would say. Well, I'm sure there's some people that will defend him, but uh, in general, right, yes, right, right. Uh, between the two, it was not a not a good Sunday for me. Not a good day no. uh, for Team America. Although you know, uh, you people, I got a lot of hate tweets and a lot of emails. Um, <laughs> you guys, USA finished second. Yeah, only three points back. Uh-huh. Had Barsha not fallen in the first moto. Had Eli Tomac taken that second in the, uh, in the, in the first, moto, first moto, yeah. USA wins. Oh, yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, if DeSalle hadn't sure. fallen in the third moto, Belgium, you know, there's a lot of ifs and buts and candies and nuts, but they were pretty close to winning it. So You, you, you definitely can't look at Barsh's or Tomac's rides and say that they didn't do well. You know, they, they were up right. there. They had some bad luck. Well, you know, Barsha was pissed about his rides. Barsha was not happy with his with his rides, oh. and he got straight up passed by some dudes. Um, but he rode he rode good in that third moto. He showed a lot of heart coming from the back. Yep. 
So uh, we're going to come up with Jason Thomas right away. Um, he's going to be joining us for most of the show. Eli Tomac, Brendan Lutz, Phil Nicoletti, and uh, Chris from Race Tech. You can get the show on uh, iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on the Pulpamex app. So it's numerous ways of getting it. Um, we thank you guys for listening, and we're happy to be uh, to be back this week talking about the motocross and nations and everything that's going on. Race Tech emails, btosports.com, tweet at tits segment. We have the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. X-Brand Goggle is a choice of champions like Jessica Patterson and uh, Boutron um, from Spain uh, wears X-Brand Goggles, as well as fly racing gear. So uh, Jose Boutron, is it Jose? Hey, let me check here. I think it is. Um, yeah, who's Jose Boutron? So big, big uh, fan of the show, wearing all the appropriate stuff. So pre- appreciate that. And uh, so we got those segments coming up, and we have the NFAB banging bar segment, which will be for the best battle of the weekend. NFAB uh, supporting the sport, and they've got a cool contest coming up. So, um, like I said, we're pumped to be with you, and uh, I'm pumped to uh, to bring in my traveling partner this weekend. The guy that was there uh, with me, side, moment by moment, minute by minute, we never left each other's side, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Jason Thomas. What's up? Travel buddy. Travel buddies. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. We never – did we argue that much? I know we, I was tweeting about us arguing. I think we argued a little bit here and there. Um, no, nah, we're good. Um, but, I mean, we've been doing that ever since we've known each other. So Yeah, but, I mean – I think people get the wrong idea because when we're arguing, it's not really like arguing. It's just like debating and yeah. just like talking yeah. crap. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot of talk crapping for sure. Hey, it's it was your uh, – by the way, your appearance on the show is brought to you by uh, Fly Racing. Fly Racing, the official gear of Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Jimmy Albertson, and Jose Boutron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great appearance by Jose on the weekend. <laughs> Can you uh, talk about that at all? Uh, sure. Yeah. uh, So obviously being there, I was kind of trying to keep an eye on anybody we had. We had Alex Martin. Um, we had another, one of the members of Puerto Rico, basically kind of, uh, Alex set that deal up. Um, and really Jose is our best GP guy. He got third in MX2. Very good rider. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He got third in the MX2 series for the year. So obviously he's the top guy. Um, you know, we pay him and we're involved with him and all that. And I know, you know, I, I see his orders that go out, so I know he has gear. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, I'm kind of interested to watch. He's the only guy that we had in the in the main motos. And he's out there in 2012 gear. And I just, I mean, if I would have had a gun, I probably would have off myself right in the middle of the track. <laughs> you're like, hey, Mathis, yeah. Boutron has 2012 yeah. gear on. And you're like, was, <laughs> you're like, fuck my life. <laughs> I was just devastated, yeah. <laughs> The only guy we have there. Right. You know, I have to see these other companies' booths that we don't have and all this stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then my top guy's got two-year-old gear on. Oh, let's figure that out. He was an X-Brand goggle athlete also, and I, he did have an older pair of X-Brands on too. So Yeah, Man. I wanted to dive off of that concrete slab we were standing on. Right, right. Um, yeah. uh, Fly Racing, check them out, flyracing.com. Some of the real cool, innovative features. If you're in the market for gear, Check out Pulpamex's YouTube channel. I know Tits has been all over it. He's watched it many times. Uh, Jason Thomas takes you through, geez, it's about 45 minutes too, JT. You really go in depth. Um, all about the fly gear and the features and benefits and why you should buy fly. So, um, uh, JT, first ever motocross nations for you uh, in in Europe. Only yeah. s- second ever, only you went to Bud's Creek, so second ever designations for you. First, right. first in Europe. What'd you think? 
Uh, I was never mind. Play. Never mind the results, and we'll get to that. But right, right. Just... Um, you know, I, I've obviously been to a lot of races. I've been to MotoGP in Europe. I've been to a lot of events all over the world. Um, but I got to say, that was uh, that was right up there, man. Uh, just the the atmosphere mm-hmm. with that many. You know, it's a it's a team race with countries involved. So there's so much nationalism and uh, the pr- just the pride level is different. Uh, it's not. It's just a, such a different dynamic than than a normal. Uh, race where the teams are all kind of together, uh, and then it's kind of every man for himself. Um, it was honestly, it was awesome. You yeah. know, I kind of plan on going every year from now on. That was just something that, <laughs> right. uh, just a huge, you know, obviously I wasn't a part of it, but just to be there and witness it and get to yeah. view the view the race from where we were and, and you know, get yep. to be in the press tent and kind of all the things going on, it was uh, kind of an honor. Yeah, the uh, we got some sweet sweet access. We got some photo vests from Ustream. Thanks to Mariana for that. And we were right in the center of the track tits. Like you couldn't couldn't get any better access than we were. We were standing on a cement slab. Could have been a Nazi bunker back in the day. And uh, uh, we were right there, standing on top of there. It was cool. Did they get you the into an after party? We we did not. Funny thing. Funny thing. When the USA loses, there's not a lot of parties. <laughs> Um, we're not happy. Huh? No, uh, I think there were parties, but we just weren't going. Yeah, we just weren't going. We had a long drive back. It didn't. It didn't go as well as we thought with the parties. Um, and honestly, after seeing, you know, after listening to the techno and seeing strange German men dancing with each other all by themselves, you don't like that? No, I, I thought we, we should just skip this party. Uh, okay. We should just skip this party. Um, <laughs> tits, did you um, did you watch the TV show? I did watch the TV show. And what are your thoughts on the TV show? JT, did you see it yet? I didn't get a chance to watch it today. but No, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. No, it's um, struggling. In general, <laughs> in general, it really makes me appreciate the, uh, the Nationals, you know, what we have, the television package that we have here. Because although the races were, you know, not live, but they were delayed in mm-hmm. pretty much in their entirety other than commercials, the announcing was... Uh, Left a, a little bit to be desired. Paul Lindsay was a strange choice, and I like Paul. Mm-hmm. That was a strange choice. Baffling, really. Strange and bad. <laughs> strange I would, and bad. I, I would say both. <laughs> I got uh, weird. Yeah, like, I don't understand, especially when someone said that Fro was the play-by-play guy. Yeah. The rider who had raced for America six times, former Supercross champion, two-time national champion, three-time national champion, and uh, he's the play-by-play guy? Not yeah. the analyst. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, uh, it was the, yeah, the announcing left a little bit to be desired. Um, I did think it was really cool, though, how they, they did have some of the live streaming. You know, the guys had the GoPros on mm-hmm. their helmets. They did do that. That was really neat to be yeah. able to see that real time. You could um, do that in America very easy, except no one wants to pay for right, it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, so. Uh, definitely not a technology thing, but... It was, you know, other than having the heartbreak, like I said, of watching them lose, it was actually a, a good um, deal. Probably better if you just put it on mute and watched it from there and made up your oh, commentary. Speaking of that, I talked to one very high-ranking writer during the broadcast, and he said he had resorted to that. He's like, I, I really don't care what insight I would miss. I'll just make it up on my own. Uh, I'm on mute. Yeah. Uh, allow me to start off this discussion with an email uh, from Dan. Wow. What more can you say other other than if not for? But the bottom line, Dungey showed nothing again. Decent start, then couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, Tomac may have thrown the whole thing away, but his intention was good. 
Barsha got caught up in a bad situation. Bottom line, the track was shit. Kind of like those old national tracks from the 80s. Dry ruts, dust, sharp braking bumps. And guess what? The Euros managed to make the adjustment and our American wonder kids could not. That's what happens when the entire program in the USA gets corporized in terms of format, track prep, track design, right down the line. Thanks to MX Sports and Feld for handing the sport back to the Europeans. Hope you're happy. <laughs> Jeez, Dan. Um, JT, let's just go with one of my favorite lines to you. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, I wish I knew, man. Um, you were, I felt like I you, felt like everybody performed uh, respect. Well, that's not the right word. To what I expected, other than Dungey, and I, I don't have an answer for for what he, what was going on. I really don't, and I don't know that anybody does. I don't think that Ryan does. Um, uh, it, you know, it's and uh, before we got you on here, if Tomac gets a second in that moto, if if Barsha doesn't fall in the first turn, USA wins. But then yeah, again, totally. I mean, there, there's ifs and buts and nuts and your mom, yeah, if your mom I just, had balls. I felt like and... there was three, three things that happened, and all of them, they lost to the team. Tomac threw it away. Barsha got caught up in that first-turn crash, which wasn't necessarily his fault. And Dungey didn't ride like we expect Ryan Dungey to. Uh, if you remove any one of those three, then we win. But unfortunately, that's kind of how it went, you know. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, but when you do things like that, you, you know, kind of don't deserve to win. Um, uh, the Diker, you know, there, there was a, a time where somebody had to basically step up and decide who was going to win the thing. And, and fortunately for Belgium, the Diker was that guy. And we, you know, we just didn't do it. It, it definitely Ryan Dungey's performance, although not as erratic as Barsha and Tomax, you know, if you look at the scores, bottom line, yep. Um, yep. the talk in the pits, the talk amongst other team USA members to me, the talk among other journalists was what happened to Ryan Dungey. And, you know, JT, he wasn't any better last year. Um, but we kind of wrote that off to the sand track and, and this and that. But uh, there's no doubt he's a – I mean, to me, he's one of the very best riders in the world. And uh, we didn't see that. Now, Yeah, and that's, that's frustrating for me. It really is because you go and you, you – you, you know, you have to face these other journalists and people that you know in the media after the race and – they're all just on cloud nine that their guys are they're, they're better and our yeah. guys suck you're, and you're ang- you were so mad you were arguing on Vital MX. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still pissed off. Like it, <laughs> it, the way he rode pisses me off. Crap. It really does. Just because that's what they think that our series, you know, they they that's what they think our level is, and it's just, it's not. You know, I've I've raced all over yeah. the world. I've raced their guys. I've raced our guys. I've done you know right. a lot. And I know what the levels are, and that that wasn't what Ryan Dungey's capable of. And for them to get such a small sample size, in, um, that is infuriating for me because in, they're going to run with that, and they, you know, they are going to run with that. Um, in in the um, in the email from Dan, he said the track was shit. I, I do not agree with that. The track wasn't shit. It was a little narrow. And, and I'm going to ask you about the 250s being faster here in a little bit, JT. But it wasn't shit. It, it was fine. It was shit. The damn, the emailer. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it was great, but I think it was a very challenging, difficult track. Uh, I think it got a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, kind of went away from him in the last moto a bit. Uh, I think in the first two motos, it was it was really tough. If you're going to have a race that's a, a race where it's the best of the best guys, which a designations is, 
um, I think you need you should have a track like that where it's going to challenge the guys right. and, and really you know make the make their skill come out. So, you, you remember those guys? I didn't who, have a problem. Remember those guys we gave an interview interview to on Saturday, the Irish and English guys. I don't yeah. know which. Yeah. They have a motocross uh, website called motocrossvice.com. Right. Um, they interviewed Roger DeCoster after the race. Tits, I don't know yeah. if you saw this either, but um, Roger said this. Ryan thinks the bike was the problem. It's himself. Mentally, he is not focused on finding the best solution on riding and finding the best lines. You know, it's not a bike issue. It was not a setup issue. He used the same setup as Ken Roxon. I mean, Caroli is on a 350, but he has the same options. Ryan needs to look at himself right now, and deep inside, he knows that. And all I got to say to that is, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, obviously, Ryan, is you know, he, he didn't look good, and clearly he thought it was the bike, and Roger says it wasn't. Uh, whether or not the an- – we'll get to the answer in a second, JT, or what you think. This was a bold statement by Roger. This could be a – this could be something that, you know, causes some relationship harm. Yeah, it was, and it's one of those things where, you know, obviously I watch a lot of football. It's not a secret, but you always hear that the NFL guys always say they keep everything internal, and they don't talk about stuff like that. But, you know, they keep all that kind of stuff in the locker room. And that was kind of the first thing I thought of is, man, DeCoster's really putting it out there. He's kind of taking internal stuff and putting it out there. Um, so, man, it, it, it is pretty pretty wow, you know. Uh, yeah. I kind of feel the same way, but for me to say it, it's, I don't have the same insight that Roger has. I don't know what their bike changes were. I don't know if Ryan was complaining all day about their setup or what was going on there. You know, I saw that I did see Carlos working on the bike quite a bit, but obviously Roger would know much more than I would about kind of the, the internal workings of what the day was like. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, hey. Um, I, I really think he, he was making a statement to Ryan more than anything, and, and putting it out there like that was sending a pretty clear signal to Ryan as kind of, you know, you got to get it together. <laughs> like, you can't blame us for this. Everybody else in the KTM pretty much did great. Uh, so. Yeah, and I was just going to bring that up. Like, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a believer as a former mechanic, and JT, I mean, you race at a high level. Uh, blaming your bike setup, and I'm not saying Ryan is doing that, but that's the rider is the bigger part, a way bigger part of the equation than a bike setup. You know, at that level, it gets pretty precise, it gets pretty gnarly, but uh, you can still overcome that kind of stuff. So, well, you, you know. can blame the bike. There, there, are, there is that, but it makes it really difficult when your other two guys on the team both go out there and win both of their motos. Um, on that bike. Oh, yeah. Right. Other KTMs. Right. Right. Well, actually, Chad Haskins sent in a a question about this, so I'll just do it now instead of waiting. But is DeCoster calling out Dungey like that? Could that be a signal of, like, this is uh, the beginning of the end? Like, do you think that it could go that far? Like, he's kind of getting frustrated with it? Or is that just... Mm, No, no. I don't think think that's any sort of signal or beginning of the end or anything. But it's it's a shot across Ryan's bow, for sure. Right. I yeah, I just think it's kind of a wake-up call. Okay. You know, I, I I think their their relationship is probably one of one of if not the strongest in the pits between a rider mechanic or rider team yeah. manager type situation. Yep. But I just think he's trying to basically wake Ryan up a little bit and say, "Hey, man, look look around you. Caroli just killed everyone. Roxon just you know maybe Tomac was a little better, but he was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the bike, you know." Maybe the setup wasn't perfect, but the way you rode wasn't 
that wasn't all the bike. You know, you yeah. could have been much better than that and still not been completely happy with the bike. I know, uh, and you know, and his girlfriend, I believe that's his girlfriend, right? On my that follows me on uh, on Twitter, Lindsay. Yep. Yeah, Lindsay. Yes. She made some comments too, so she's reading. She follows me, and she wasn't too impressed either. And I'm sure it goes back to to, to Ryan at some point. Um, weird why um, his chick follows me, but Ryan has no real sense of doing anything with Pulp MX. Anyways, um, well, JT, like, so, you know, we went through, Tomac threw it away when he was, Tomac could have took an easy second place behind Kenny Rocks in the first moto, and he had a spectacular crash. Sweet Jesus. Uh, Barsha fell in the first turn, and, you know, he charged forward to 11th, and it was a good ride, but, you know, Barsha was okay. Uh, You know, Clement DeSalle beat him on Saturday, in yep. Barsha's race on uh, the first his first moto, he got straight up passed uh, by a couple of guys. He got a yep. strong fourth or fifth or something. Um, and and Dungey went six seven or seven six or something. Right. If you well, if you I, if, if you want to point a finger, who do you point it at more? Is it Dungey? Well, I mean, is it Ryan Dungey? Like I said, I think they lost to the team because they all had their their moment. You point at and say take this out and you win. Um, but I think Barsha, you know, Barsha won his class for the overall. He did, so true. Even though you don't want to say he rode great, he still won his class. <clears throat> wow. uh, so that's hard to really take, you know, to bag on him too much. Yeah. Um, Tomac, obviously, I think his first year being at the event caught up with him a little bit as far as taking massive chances or, you know what I mean? You, it's, it's you have to really measure yeah. yourself a tiny bit. Uh-huh. Obviously you want to go for it, but you have to realize what's on the line as well. Um, so you could obviously point to his crash, but Dungey was just the one that was perplexing for me because uh, he just, he just didn't look like himself out there. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not really willing to point at any of them because I think they all three were kind of equal blame, yeah. you know? Take any one of those out. Just pick one, and you and you win. I think Tomac. Um, Tomac maybe. I mean, Tomac's rides were were from the back. He had the fastest lap times in both of his motos, and uh, backing it down to take a second in the very first moto. I'm not so sure. I got that question from people. Like, why didn't he just settle for second and know that it's a team race? You can't say that if you're Tomac. You're coming from sixth or seventh. You're the fastest guy on the track. You're all well, over Kenny Roxon. I don't think like him going. Hey, I'm going to just take a second. Comes into right. his mind at that point. But I don't think that's fair. When, how many times have we seen Tomac throw it away this year? None. None. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there was four laps left. I don't feel like Tomac was riding over his head. I didn't see no, him making no. massive mistakes or doing no. anything. He just but he just made one big mistake. People you know? people want to blame people, JT. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I just if Tomac had if Tomac had a tendency for that kind of maneuver where he pushed and pushed and pushed until he crashed. Yeah. Which we've seen guys do, but he—I don't feel like he's right. one of them. Yeah, you could—you could definitely make that case of like, man, you know that you reach this point and then you crash. But Tomac really never does that. Yeah. He never—he never crashes. God, he was good, huh? Holy yeah, so it's shit. really hard to just say, man, you should have backed it down because he, I think he was—he was gonna—he was, gonna, was a lot faster than Roxon and was just going for the win. You know, it's kind of like, why would you want him to back it down? The chances of him crashing there were extremely low, in my opinion. Holy shit, based, was he fast? Based on history. Was he fast in that first moto? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I mean, that that's really the the bright spot of my day. Leaving there was like... <laughs> very angry. JT's very angry there, Tits. 
Oh, was, I was furious. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not happy. Not having a Team USA. Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't really no. mad at you, Team USA. I was just mad. Right. Yeah. Because I knew what was coming. All of this crap that people <laughs> are saying and writing. I knew that was coming. That's right. what, I was already mad at what people were going to say. Right, right, right. So, and, I, and I've raced, you have to remember, like, I've raced all over the world by myself. Like, I get on a plane and fly right. to God knows where by myself. And <laughs> I'm racing, like, I'm the only American there. So I take it really seriously. Like, I'm right. really proud when I go race these places. So that race is obviously the most patriotic kind of USA versus the world race there is. So I, Man, it's it's a big deal for me. I take a lot of pride in it. For us to, I really felt like we gave it away. And I, I don't care what journalists or people or whoever's going to say. You know, I really feel like we gave it away. We had every opportunity to win, and we just didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's just frustrating, man. I, you know, I take um, it hard. It could have been worse. There was a country I know in the B final that I mean they had it. They were going to the A final. You know, and then Puerto Rico on the last lap they went from first to fourth. So, yeah, Puerto Rico had it. Well, yeah, they did too. <laughs> Puerto Rico did have it at one point. Uh, so did Canada, my homeland. Um, yeah, I think I think karma caught up with me because I was so excited. Oh, you, you about about <laughs> your your torment, and then tit, I tits, felt the same tits. torment. I, yes. I'm talking about Team Canada. I'm pumping up Team Canada uh-huh. to him, and I. And someone tweeted me, "Hey, do you think they can get top ten? I'm like, "Ah, maybe." I remember you it was saying a, something. It like was that. a good three riders. Yeah. And JT's like, "Hey, what time's the B final?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" Well, I just want to make sure that we're here to, to, for you to watch Canada. And I'm just like, "I'll get mad." <laughs> then he's then he's like, "Hey, we got to wake up B finals eight forty five. This is all before they qualified, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, jackass." And then he's like, "Something else." And, and then it happened. Well, we were leaving the track. I'm like, "All right, we got like." 11 hours, you got to be back here. Like, I don't want to miss this. <laughs> You're just, like, still hating so much. <laughs> and then I was totally kidding. Like, oh, I thought for sure, right. no problem. No, I know. And then, yeah. Yeah, man. And then how Pretty funny fun. was it uh, just about uh, 50 industry people and mechanics and managers and people? How's Canada? Oh, they were – yeah, just <laughs> – I think they all loved it. They just loved – they felt – I think deep down, obviously, everyone felt – I felt bad for – the guys, because yeah, I, mean, I know how hard they rode. And, and you know the Medag- you know the Medaglias, you know them. You know, I mean, they're yeah, good, of good dudes. Yeah, I would never like if I went over there. I'd be like, man, that like I feel really bad for you guys. But for you, right. obviously, because you had nothing to do with it, and you know it was not your yeah. deal, but just the agony you were going to feel. Cop- Josh Coppins came over to be like, I'm just checking on you, mate. Just making sure you're okay. <laughs> like he turned, like like you crash your brains out. Like he came over. <laughs> right. Literally, right. we were standing in the Martin Honda truck. Yeah. And the and their hospitality, and he walks over and it's like peeks his head and hey, are you okay? Like you just had a big get off. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not good. And the Roger yeah. Martin, the head of Honda Europe. Oh, they just kept going down. <laughs> yeah, and these are like huge people in the industry. These aren't you know what I mean? Just average uh, people idiot. loved it. John Tomac yeah, was even it was like, just like you know <laughs> legends of the sport are coming over like laughing their ass off. Oh, my this awesome. my cross the bear. Uh, hey, we got Phil Phil Nicoletti, Puerto Rico's own. Phil Nicoletti coming up. But for now, let's take a couple of calls. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime. But uh, first up is uh, Stephen. What's up, man? Hey, not much. Uh, I just kind of wanted to go back to what you guys were saying about um, Dungy's bike setup and stuff like that. Doesn't it seem like he's always kind of fought setup, like, throughout the year, like, no matter, you know, like, Supercross, Motocross, whatever, he's always just changing something. Um you think that, I mean, like, I know 
like he's obviously the second best guy. You can't take anything away from him, but it's just like JT was saying, it's just kind of frustrating. Like you, you didn't see him ride like himself. Um, and I, I would have loved to hear, you know, what Roger said to him, you know, when it was him and, and him talking about it. But, you know, what, what do you think about that? Is it just something that he's always kind of struggled with, right? Is his bike set up? Um, I don't, what, do you, what do you think, JT? I mean, I've had people tell me he's not that great of a tester. I've also um, I had some people on USA last year that tell me that they that, that he was um, really struggling to set up his bike for the sand last year and kind of leading the team around a little bit in different different manners, uh, you know, kind of in a circle. So he was really struggling. Um, but uh, what do you think, JT? I mean, is there something there for Ryan's? Well, I mean, it takes it's, it's a, a lot. Bit confu- it's yeah. a bit confusing for me as well because. I do think that um, he's probably not the greatest tester out there. Not to say he doesn't know what he's doing, but no. I think they're probably better testers. No, so it's not easy being him, a tester either. Yeah, it's, it's... Right. You take him to a track that he's never ridden, like this weekend, and I think it was a really challenging track uh, as far as bike setup. So he could struggle there. But then I want to say that, but then on the other hand, he had settings to rely on. You know? Unless, unless Caroli or Roxon's guys would not help him at all, which I, I promise you that mm. Roxon had some kind of insight with their bike that they could lend. You know, I know they're different bikes, but there's just no way that they didn't have some kind of background data to go off of. Uh, I know. So, I know. Last year, JT, there was there was some talk over the the KTM, the white, the WP guys not sh- sharing too much with USA KTM. For sand, right. for the sand. So right. I don't, and I, I don't know. And I, I could understand that with Caroli, but with Roxon, it's the same team. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So it does, I, just, like, I feel like Dungey's always going to be like a solid pick, you know, for the United States and stuff like that. Um, but do you think that, like, taking into consideration that he's never really – I mean, he's won it for us, you know, like, I'm not really sure, once or twice, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, the past couple of years, he's never really been the guy that just, like, you know, you know, propels us forward to it. Is that something that you think Roger will consider in the future? If you know, when Ryan Villapoto comes back and we have a solid uh, MX3 guy, you think they would ever replace him with someone else? No, no. no? I think as long as the Crosser's a manager and as long as Dungey's there, he's on the team. Unless you know he's injured or something, but no. yeah, unless results drastically change in the U.S., if the yeah. things continue to play out, he'll be on the team. And and, and when, why would they? Right. Um, all right. Hey, Steve, we got to run. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, let's get to let's knock the rest of these calls up before filthy Phil. Terry, what's up, man? Hey, uh, look, it's motocross destinations. Crazy things happen for teams to either win or lose this event. Uh, I don't think it's really fair that everyone's kind of blaming Dungey. Um, what you want to do is you want to have the lowest score possible, and of our three riders, he had the lowest combined score. And uh, I just, you know, I just think uh, it's really not fair just how he's being treated about this. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, what, I, that's I what I was asking about. Yeah. Just just to re- rebuttal, I don't. I'm not blaming him. Like I said, I, I they all lost to the team. They all had their mistakes. The thing yeah. for it was just really frustrating with me with Dungey because that, I know how much better he is. No, you're, you're right because he 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 wasn't riding to his potential. And no, he, he uh, had, yeah, and I, I'm I mean, not mad at him. I'm just like, it's just depressing for me because that's what everyone's going to take away from this race. Like, yeah, JD, I, I feel the same way. I want our team to go there and really kick some ass, and um, I think it kind of made us look bad. And uh, you know, all the GP guys are saying, "Oh, we're just so much better than uh, 
Hey, US listen, uh, uh, Terry, uh, nine motos in the last nine motos, AMA riders, at USA riders have only won one moto. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? You know, yep. like that's that's something. I don't, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I know. No, you're right. Uh, you know, I, I know also JT believes in uh, sending our best team there. And I really feel we didn't. And I'll, I'm kind of more upset that Villapoto chose not to go. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you, but I I honestly, and this is just my opinion. I haven't been told this. I'm purely speculating, which Watson would love, but uh, I th- <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think that was his decision. I really don't. Uh, uh, well, because I think they want him to do the Monster Energy yeah, Cup, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Now listen, at, he had he suppose he had his surgery after the last national. From then until the Monster Energy Cup, that's 56 days. He did, did have he it. Wait? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did have it after no, the No, he had it on Tuesday right after uh, Elsinore. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. He had 56 days from the last national to Monster Energy Cup to recover. If he waited, did motocross as nations, then did the Monster Energy Cup and had the surgery after that, it's 77 days until A1. Yeah. So. Yeah. He he could I think he could have done it. We, he just chose not to. Uh, well, the problem the problem is, and I I understand what you're saying. The problem is, because I've been there honestly on his program uh, when Chad stayed in Australia. I went to Villapoto's nearly every day and practiced with him uh, mm-hmm. before the 2011 series. Um, if he would have had surgery after the Desna- after the Monster Cup, is what you're saying, correct? Yes. So he wouldn't be able to ride until the end of November, and mm-hmm. that's that's not enough time. These guys are on a minimum uh, eight to twelve week like base program before the series starts. That's like that's ideal for them. Yeah. So I think it jeopardizes his preparation for the fourteen championship, and that's the biggest priority. Period. Like there is no nothing is more important than that. Like they'll they'll sacrifice anything they have to. For that, and, and honestly, uh, that year he was supposed to go to Australia for two races. It was like a 11 day trip. Uh, mm-hmm. He was going to get 180 thousand, I think, for two races uh, for 11 days. And basically, Alden said, "No, you can't." Like he had it booked, everything was done. Alden was doing all his numbers and said, "Hey, we can't. You can't afford to do the jet lag. Miss these days of training. Blah blah blah. Your numbers aren't where they need to be, etc." And they canceled it. Hundred eighty-five thousand or whatever it was gone right. because thanks, thanks, Terry. they weren't going to be prepared. Okay. Oh. Anyway, one more they, thing, Steve. Uh, yep. Tomac, when he crashed, he was actually in third place at the time because wasn't uh, Antonio in first, yeah. Roxanne in yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. No, I just meant in his he, class. He was getting in, in, ready, in his oh, class, in, second in his class. Yeah. Um, okay. And what, all right. Thanks, Terry. Uh, let's. We got Phil on the line, but let, uh, Joe, what's up? Quickly, what's going on? Uh, just a uh, quick question. Just wanted to see uh, if you guys thought that if if Ryan Villapoto was there, do you think Dungey would have rode better? Like just confidence wise, mm, no. you know, knowing that knowing that Villapoto was there. And, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. And I did get some people saying, you know, Dungey choked. I put. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would put Dungey choking. Uh, you know, if, if he was um, up front and riding well, and then he went backwards or something because he started thinking about it. I don't think Dungey choked. He just didn't ride that good, and I don't think. Villapoto's presence would have mattered. JT, do you agree? Uh, I don't think Villapoto would have changed anything for him, but I do feel like he choked a tiny bit because he went off the track twice, which was the first time, okay, he made a mistake, regroup, let's go. Then the second time in the same exact spot, I was just like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then he, you know, he was all over Paulin and Searle, and then they just gapped him. Yeah, that was weird. Like, yeah, I felt like yeah. he just kind of came apart mentally. He just, yeah. it was, you know, yeah, like he I was, was gonna say, stressing. I can't, I can't remember who it was that where he got by him and then overshot Paul a corner, in. and then uh, they repassed him again, and it's like he yeah. was just like, Paulin. you know, son yeah. of a bitch, and then he just like gave up on it, you know. Right. Well, I, I think he got so fra- he knew he was riding horribly the whole weekend. Yeah. I think yeah. he got so frustrated in the last moto that he couldn't get it together that it just he just fell apart. I really do. Mm-hmm. All right. I think he just yeah. mentally thanks, couldn't uh, hold it together. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, let's get to our first guest. We've got a few more lines on hold. Uh, lots of phone calls, lots of discussion about Oracle Um One man who was there who raced the track um, and uh, can talk about it. Um, he's always been a big Puerto Rico supporter. He's always been uh, there for the country of Puerto Rico time and time again. Filthy Phil Nicoletti. What's going on, Mr. Steve? How are you? Hey, good. JT's on the line, too. Um, thanks for coming on, bud. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's just uh, been a long day today. I uh, flew in today from Germany. so. Oh, you just got in today? But, we got in last yeah, night. We got in last no, night. So. I, yeah, no, I got in today. So pretty uh, pretty jet-lagged at the moment, but doing okay. So good to be home in New York and Finally, take a week off and not do anything really. Um, you, you raced for Puerto Rico. You guys didn't make the uh, the A main, uh, but it was a terrific race. And I imagine if if you're Phil Nicoletti, you're bummed about make not making the A main, but you're also you're at least at least Canada didn't make it also, right? <laughs> right, Phil? Yeah, I mean, especially there in the B final. Uh, actually, the two Canadian guys had gone by me, and I was having a meltdown the first five laps and. I actually thought of you, and I had to pull my head in and uh, get by those guys again. And thank you. You know, we were actually <laughs> we were winning it there for a while. I don't know. Came down to the last lap. I think there's uh, four teams or something, and I think I was in third, and Alex was in seventh. And I don't know. He he got two guys got by him and dropped back to ninth, and and and, and that was it. So it was uh, it was hard. I guess he had a uh, bar and somebody else come up uh, come up from behind and. Um, you know, yeah, you were leading the B final, right? Yeah, yeah, I was leading it. Then you then, went to uh, fifth. Then you like went to that, fifth. And then you like got yeah, regrouped. Right. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Yeah, what the like, hell happened so, there, Phil? I I don't I don't know what happened. Honestly, I just <laughs> I had a terrible uh, first five laps. I just mentally destructed myself. And well, you were you good. Know, you were good for a couple laps, and then it was just like. I don't. I didn't know what was going on with you, and then all of a sudden you just kind of regrouped and blew back past everyone. Yeah, by by that time the you know the other two guys they were gone and I was able yeah, to chip yeah. away up to third. But I uh, I jumped off the track where Ferris had jumped off the track uh, down that hill. Um, where Dungey jumped off Dungy, the track too. Yeah, yeah. That, that was sketchy. Um, you know, it's kind of hard, and then it took forever to get back on because it was just a downward slope everywhere. Um, you know, but yeah, it was it was a cool experience. But at the same time, I was really bummed. You know. You, travel across the across the pond to mm-hmm. you know race the designations and then next thing you know you're just sitting on the fence or watching it from the tv in the tent so i was kind of was gutted about the whole deal yeah I, um, I i can imagine you i can imagine you just cursing yourself in the helmet <laughs> uh, when you're going backwards in the b final um <sighs> alex martin was really hurt um in talking to him after the race that you know he cramped up on saturday so bad that he had to go see the medics and mm-hmm. then that seemed like it still bothered him on sunday yeah, he, I mean, the qualification was 20 plus two, um, and it really hit him hard. I don't, 
I don't know if you, you know, wasn't drinking enough water or whatever because it was so cold. Um, you know, I think he was maybe caught off guard by the whole deal. And, and the track did get super rough. Um, and then, yeah, on Sunday, you know, with it being 30 plus two, um, he ended up starting to cramp again toward the end of the race. And um, it was just a tough weekend. You know, I kind of kind of felt bad because it was his opportunity to really shine, you know, especially being on a good bike and everything. And his weekend basically just crumbled as well. So um, it was uh it was just a shitty uh, weekend. And, and, <laughs> and you, uh, you seem to let him know that uh, that that, uh, that you know you weren't very pleased with his performance. I had to. I had to. Um, <laughs> I I figured you know you know no one knows how bad someone's really hurting, but you know for me it's just like oh at the same time you know it's just an extra two laps you know I'd say grit it out, but mm-hmm. um, you know it, it is it is a painful deal, so it's just a bummer. Uh, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question for uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Nick, uh, Filthy, um, can we talk about your third rider? Um, he was uh, about twenty seconds off the pace. Best lap time. Mm-hmm. He, he was. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure it worked out, but it really was a two man effort. He wasn't quite ready for a race on this stature. Yeah, I mean, in in that race. You know, too, it's uh, you drop your worst, you drop your worst moto. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we had to drop his, and you know, come down to to Alex and I. So it's, you know, when it comes to that aspect for the designations, you know, the team sport kind of sucks for Puerto Rico. Um, obviously, because it's uh, you know, a small country and they don't have the depth, um, you know, to to draw from. Mm-hmm. So we kind of hurt in that aspect, but at the same time, it it still shouldn't have hurt, you know, Alex Rye right. for making it into the A final. You okay. know, we should have made it in either way, um, regardless. So, um, you know, you can't take nothing away from that. So, one of the things that Zach Osborne said was, "Man, I'm just, I'm so tired of not making the A main." You know what I mean? Like Puerto Rico, him and Jimmy had had some bad luck for a number of years. Jimmy went into a fence one year, and mm-hmm. so he, he kind of, he definitely was frustrating for him. But and, and it was frustrating for you too. But overall, I mean, you race the motocross the nations. I mean. We asked Jay, one of our listeners, a, a Corey Moser, uh, has stated mm-hmm. that he would never, ever, ever race for Puerto Rico. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a disaster. It's it's traitor. It's it's you never do it. We asked JT here on the line, and JT's like, "Yeah, where, guess, where do I where do I get that flag from? Like, no problem." Um, uh, and you yourself, you, you've done the motocross nations. It's got a, it's still a cool deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they they approached me at Budge Creek. Um, you know, uh, Gabby Catella did. He he kind of organizes the whole deal for Puerto Rico to go and stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, why why not go? It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, it is an American territory. You know what I mean? They use the same passport, the whole nine yards. I mean, right. to me, you'd be stupid if you didn't take the opportunity to go do it and and race the event because you, so, you never know when you'd be able to have the chance to do it again. You know, if ever. So Moser's so, stupid. Moser's stupid. Just for the record. Yeah. 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 I just think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it, I think if Moser went to an event like this weekend and saw what it's about and had an opportunity to to participate in something like that, he would change his mind. Right. I guarantee yeah. you, he would not remember anything from the entire weekend. Um, no. and he would still feel the same way he does now. <laughs> hey, uh, Phil, I was speaking with Barsha after the race, uh, and he mentioned like, "Oh, this track's so rough. It's rougher than anything I've ever been on." And then he said, "You know, I know I said that last year for the sand track, but..." 
He's like, so I know it may sound like, you know, an excuse, but it's not an excuse. And track was just so different and so rough. And I don't understand where he was coming from. Of course, I didn't race it. Uh, I was standing there watching you, um, watching Canada fall apart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I don't get it. I mean, it was rough. Sure. It was ruddy. Sure. We, ha- we have rough and ruddy in America. Yeah, but there it was like. Help me explain this was, to me. Yeah, it was just, I it was just so square edge. I don't. I've never hit so many square edge holes in my life. Don't we have square um, edge in America? Not. Yeah, but not like that. It it was different. Um, okay. You, know, you just felt every little bump. Um, I don't know, and and the ground was pretty dang hard as well. Um, I don't. I don't know how to explain okay. it, but. Well. Every single bump that was on the track, you know, and every rut, it was just, you felt it through the whole entire bike. Um, you, I, 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 I struggle with my bike setup, and it just handled terrible all weekend, but it was just one of those deals. It's a good thing um, that, you know, uh, there's not as much discussion about your bike setup as there is Dungy's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just feel bad for the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either way, I mean, if they won their heroes, if they lost, they're just going to get... Well, you know, bagged on, gone. And they only have one position they can get. That's it. They cannot get set. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Um, uh, JT, what do you think uh, of Barsha's comments and what Phil just said? I mean, standing on that cement bunker, uh, what do you think? I thought it was pretty rough. Um, watching the bikes really closely, I, I kind of agree because the bikes were never really, I don't want to say stable, but they were moving the entire time. So you could tell that there was a lot of little chattery bumps uh, that kind of wanted to unsettle the bike everywhere. And I thought the track looked really difficult to ride, to be honest with you. The ruts uh, and every turn were like a foot deep, and like it, they wanted to make you climb out of them for whatever reason. I just saw guys like mm-hmm. they couldn't really stay in the rut all the way through. Um, it looked really difficult. You know, the section by where we were standing, where they were kind of wheeling through the ruts, uh, just look challenging. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the U.S. tracks, uh, they, we work on them so much that I don't think that our guys were 100% prepared for a track like that like maybe those guys are. Uh, Phil, why do you think, in your mind, look, it's no doubt that Ken Roxon and uh, Dean Ferris and, and Eli Tomark are world-class talents, but the 250s were faster on Saturday practice. They were faster in qualifiers. Uh, uh, Ken Roxon outright won a moto. On a 250, the Eli Tomac was flying. Was it more suited to 250s? And if so, why? It seemed like it was. I mean, Ferris even whole shot a couple of motos. and Not that the, the starting line was more suited to 250s, but, geez, it just seemed all weekend long it was just 250s were the story. What was the deal? Yeah. I, I just think that the track did get so gnarly, like hard-packed, chattery, rough, where I think it was harder for 450 to maintain the power. Um, and the ruts were super, you know, super tight. Um, you know, I when I first got to the track, I thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be sick. It's really wide and mm-hmm. not, you know, it's actually wider than an AMA, so I was kind of surprised. Um, but, Jeez, I didn't yeah, think it, I just think. I didn't think it was what, that wide, you, Phil. Really? No. I thought it was wide. Yeah, I thought uh, it was super wide. Uh, you raced it. I didn't. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'd come race time, it was, it was. I thought it was pretty one line. Um, you know, the outsides were so far out, and it's just right. you know the player on the inside. But yeah, I just thought the 250s could get in and out of the uh, really tight corners um, a lot better. Um, yep. You know, I don't know, and the, and the way the the bumps formed and stuff, I just think you could handle it better. 
um, and charge them better on a 250S than a 450. Um, okay. But we- yet again, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't race the, you know, the finals. So I wouldn't know uh, how the track was. <laughs> neither did Canada. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Geez. And what happened? Why did they self-destruct as well? I just think they got tired. JT actually watched the moto from out on the track. I was uh-huh. busy talking to uh, Tommy Searle. Then I saw that they yeah. were at four points ahead, and I ran to the press tent to watch it because I didn't uh, – I don't think we had our vest yet then, JT, or did we? Uh, yeah, we did. That's how I got out there. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why I didn't wander onto the track. I was just – I didn't want to miss so much, so I figured I would gamble and just watch TV. But mm-hmm. it looked like – I watched their lap times, and I, I looked at the stats afterwards. It looked like they got tired. JT, I mean, mm. can you vouch for that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to point to. Um, you could see it in their body language. They just, you know, yeah. I think they were they both were pushing really hard uh, in the moment, and and yeah, I think the track just got to them. Uh, they qu- just wore qu- themselves out. Question: Now you know they had the they were winning on the last lap, Phil. I don't know if you were aware of that. On the last lap, uh, they, they were in the lead. Okay. And I would be bummed. That's terrible. Uh, hey, we got a question for you from Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, uh-huh. what's up? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Filthy Phil? Yeah, I want to ask Phil if he's still going to ride for Ty Lube next year, if he's got any bigger and better things going on for next year. What's up for NFAB Yamaha uh, next year for you, Phil? What's what's the deal? Uh, I, don't, I don't know yet. Um, I kind of wanted to get through this nations first. Um, I'm not going to do Monster Cup, so uh, it's going to give me a little bit more more extra time to kind of figure things out and uh, see what the team's got going on. I know um, they're still waiting on a few things to get uh, get in place um, as well. So You mean the, so, NFAB, uh, the NFAB Yamaha team is waiting on a few things? Yeah, okay. yeah, get, get stuff in place. Um, I know um, they plan on doing Monster Cup, but uh, I won't be there just because right. lack of test time and I'd like to get on the new uh, Yamaha 450 uh, if I did do that race. So um, it's just everything's a little bit behind for me. Um, you had, but yeah, I don't, I don't know yet. It's still, still up in the air. Um, you had a great season, no doubt about it. How do you feel about your new national number? You happy with it? Um, yeah, I, I, I like 38. Um, okay. I was actually, I was all pumped on it for being 37. We went up. You and JT went over this uh, this past weekend. Yeah, you can't blame Dan. Um, sorry for, I mean, sorry, Dan Truman got one off. Apologize. Jeez. Well, yeah, but everybody else stayed the same. But how come I get bumped back to thirty eight though? JT will, will will definitely have us out with Truman. ASAP. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't understand the whole number system. There's nothing more confusing than that whole system. <laughs> Not really, Phil, but that's all right. It, it, yeah, it uh, is. It mind boggles. Me. Hey, uh, Jimmy, thanks for the call. No problem. Thanks. Uh, um, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully NFAB, uh, can make it happen for you and, and, uh, get you on board. It would seem like it worked out pretty well. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the Yamaha I mean, 450, not a somewhat controversial bike. Let's say some guys don't want to ride it, but you did a fantastic job on it. Nothing, no adaption, you know what I mean? Needed. And, and you, you had great results. Best ever. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't, I don't know what's. What's going on with the team yet? Like I said, um, yeah, I think uh, it's, they're waiting to get through Monster Cup and stuff as well. Or yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's a, it's a bad time of the season right now. So I mean, everybody's stressed out at the max and trying to get things figured out as well. You got to be maybe the best rider still out there without a ride. Uh, like as of right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even know what uh, 
what everybody else is doing. I know Kyle yeah, Chisholm, maybe like, you were Kyle Chisholm. I mean, he's coming off an injury year, but both of you guys, yeah, yeah, right uh, Chisholm, and I don't know what what Pike's doing if he plans on going to Australia. Or, you know, what's Pike uh, doing, JT? Uh, it's a good question. I, I think he's as of right now he's planning on doing his own deal again. Just doing his own thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, filthy. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. How, oh, by the way, how's Zach doing the ISD? Not that I care, but how is he doing? Uh, I think yesterday he did pretty good. Um, our first day, I think he ended it in eighth overall. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Something like that. Um. Something with being the top American. I I don't know how it all works, so it's right. it's, it's confusing. Um. But I saw Racer X post a little video of the ISD, and at the end of it, had him changing a tire and he looked absolutely miserable so, which made me feel, which made me feel good so. right, right. no he loves it he loves it oh, i know it's dumb i don't even I know why he would find that amusing hey i'm with you filthy believe me i've been sent i sent them so many angry texts the last oh. little while i'm just like what are you doing why are you yeah, doing he, that you know should have went there right afterward oh yeah and, uh, yeah yeah and, and and seen him and hung out in venice you know as a support group yeah, yeah that's what enjoy Matt, that. Matt is mad at them for not going to motocross yeah. nations. The last thing, look, yeah. I, I like traveling to Europe. I love it. It's fun. The history is incredible. JT and I were, were had a good time, but uh, I want to come home after three or four days in Europe. That's that's yeah. oh yeah, that's the bottom line. Um, like I said, oh, yeah. it's good in short doses, but yeah, no, exactly. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, everything goes well here in the next few weeks, and you know, yeah. I'll have some news for you guys. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Filthy, for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. All right. And, Thanks, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk see you, soon. JT. All right. See you. Later, Phil. Hey, hey, Phil, call me tomorrow if you can. Or email me. Okay. Or yeah, me Phil, or do Phil, Phil, call me too. <laughs> Phil, call me too. <laughs> okay. We'll do. Thanks, boys. Okay. All see right. you, Phil. Yeah. 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 Phil's going to call me, not you, JT. You watch. He'll call me first. Yeah, he has a reason to call me, though. He has a reason for call me, too. No, he doesn't. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, you're a jackass. <laughs> okay. He's not going to do your deal. Why not? Because you're gonna get you're gonna get outbid. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, look. It seems like uh, seems like the track really was rough, man. You know, it was. Like, no, it yeah, was. Like, For uh, sure. I mean, I just I didn't really understand Justin's comments about oh, it's so much rougher. I, have you ever you know AMA tracks? Are I think normal. it was a different kind of rough. Yeah, maybe. The only track the only track I would compare that track to rough wise or like that condition was Red Bud. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's really the only one that I would look at and say, yeah, that it was like that gnarly, like right. deep, huge, deep ruts, and just nowhere on the track you could go was like smooth or good or yeah. no. Okay. Um, BTOsports.com, fly racing, race tech suspension, X-Pan goggles, Atlas neck braces, and Fab Jeep and truck bars, official sponsor of uh, Phil Nicoletti, showy helmets, free gun underwear. Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, and Black Ops Moto and Optrix are all on board with us. We're going to take our first commercial break of the night, and we're going to come back with uh, Geico Honda's Eli Tomac, a uh, member of Team USA. And uh, JT, we'll get to the bottom of all this 250F stuff and the track stuff and everything. We will get to the Let's bottom of that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, see, see you back in a little bit on the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer, you're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time, because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. 
The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made made in USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a -a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Villapoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. 
You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Joey's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Showy. Drop the sound of acceleration. 
Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Drop Formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Drop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Drop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Pulp MX. Finally a show your father will approve of. That guy's going down. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show.
Yeah! Coming at you! Some Matthew Good, Arrows of Desire. New CD out for him. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Good stuff. And, uh, by the way, in case you're at home and you're wondering how the Maple Leafs did, uh, they won tonight. So they're uh, opening the NHL season with a win on their way to the Cup. Leafs won, JT. They did. They were losing when I saw it. Oh, no. Is that the first time in however long to win their first game? No. Oh. Thanks, Tits. Okay. Um, hey, JT, did you hear the big news? Uh, no. Tits is off Twitter. I, well, I did hear that. I didn't know oh. that was the big news. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's very it's big news. huge news. The Twitter universe I, is I, rumbling about it. I think it made HuffPo. Um, uh, JT, he's off Twitter. Tits, what's the deal? What's wrong? The, you what know, happened? Um, I don't know. What? 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 I just. Uh, I really don't care. You know, that's actually pretty pretty close to it. No, Did you? I, were there some haters? Did you? No, not at all. It's. Uh, I just kind of realized I was wasting a lot of time reading through stuff that I realized as much as. Uh, and this isn't saying anything about any of the people that I was following, but there just wasn't a lot of worthwhile wow. information on there. Jeez, and, JT. Uh, that means you. That means me and you. That's, take it personally, both yeah. of you. Wow. The two of you were the reason I quit Twitter. Wow. Are you coming uh, back on or no? I don't think so, no. Really? Yeah. Just, F you, dude. No. No Twitter. No Twitter. Oh, you'll probably open up some time in your life now. I will. I, I'm actually pretty busy with my uh, my uh, marketing manager deal over at Optrix. Yes. In case you forgot about that. Um so yeah, trying to just a regular mogul. You use my time more efficiently. The the marketing manager job at Optrix that he did not get because of the show, JT. Not at all. Absolutely zero. No, no, I had nothing to nothing. do with it. <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Uh, all right, hey, we're gonna get our, our next guest, Eli Tomak, on the line. But JT, um Motocross Nations. Um guys guys that aren't obvious, who impressed you? Who caught your eye? And, I mean, obviously, Kenny rocks, and we know him. We saw what he could do. And, and the USA guys, and Eli Tomac, we know that. But who is someone that you're like, wow? Uh, Dean Ferris, for sure. Dean Ferris, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, he killed it. Um, Dean Ferris will be in the U.S., uh, I predict, very soon. He had to open some eyes up. Yeah, that's I'd say, unless, you know, they will just lock him up over there. If right. he wants to come over here, I'm pretty sure he could find a find a pretty good deal right now. Uh, yeah, no doubt, huh? Um, um, it, he was good, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was really good. Uh, his starts were incredible. I mean, he whole shotted the 450s both motos. I mean, that's that's strong. You know, obviously the bike played a part, but yeah, still impressive. Uh, he had good skills, no doubt. Was there somebody who? Uh, you know, let you down? Somebody who you weren't impressed with? Uh, and again, besides the obvious guys or whatever, but there's somebody that you wanted to see European-wise or or whatever, and you um, you were a little bit let down at all? Uh, European guys? Um, you know, I thought Tixier was... I thought was, Waters would do better. Waters, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ulrich, <clears throat> Ulrich crashed, obviously, but you were pretty high on him uh, for Germany. Yeah, he did really well on Saturday, which I think was kind of uh, obviously, you know, wasn't good for the team. But I, I felt like he verified himself a little bit on with his ride on Saturday, and then obviously things just went sideways on Sunday. But yeah, I don't know. I think I thought everybody pretty much performed 
up to what we expected other than, you know, a couple, you know, bad right. mishaps on our side. And maybe Canada. Yeah, their practice wasn't so good. I thought they raced well. Yeah. They, you know, they raced much better than they practiced. All right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, let's not keep him waiting any longer. Uh, he rides for Geico Honda. He also rode for Team USA. He had a phenomenal race in Germany. Uh, even with that crash, he opened some eyes, and uh, we thank him for coming on the show, probably jet-lagged, and probably doesn't want to talk too much about the race, but uh, he's on. Eli Tomac, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm here. I'm just sitting here in my sorrows because we didn't bring home the cup. <laughs> hey, no. well, you know, look, and this is my opening question to you. Um, you know, you rode fantastic, and, and you, you, uh, you really opened some eyes, and but your team didn't win. So two days, la- two days later, how is it? You know, I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I do feel like, I, you know, I, I did ride really well. Yeah. But, again, it is a team event, and you can't take your pride there, you know. And this, uh, man, it, it just it was just, it was weird in some ways, you know. Like, I even thought my crash was weird. I've never really seen anything <laughs> like it when I go and watch the replay. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. How did I fly off my bike like that? So, I don't know. I'm just kind of mixed emotions right now. Um, I know, like I went in '03 for Team USA and we lost. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm pumped to say I was a mechanic on Team USA. It's definitely a career highlight, if you want to say that or whatever. Put that in quotations, career highlight. But um, I don't look at like the race fondly. Like I'm just like, it was cold. It was miserable. No one was in a good. Yeah. Mood, no one was in a good mood. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So there's, the, I don't know. There's that. Like you didn't win. And and for Team USA, there's only one spot that matters. So. I know it's like it's like the whole event should just be USA versus Europe because like if we do anything wrong right. or, or don't take our hats off on the podium when we have absolutely no idea what's going on we just get absolutely railed. It's like you <laughs> yeah, know what about that? Everest, we're so the Stafford- only guys that can do something wrong. I, yeah. It just it is it gets old, you know. Well, and but it- I guess that probably means that maybe we are the best, but we just didn't make it happen. Well, and I heard some some European journalists weren't too pumped with you guys. In the fact, they didn't get to talk to you after the press conference. You know, the, the, I don't know if you ducked out the back. I wasn't there, but I don't know if you ducked out the back or if you just hurried out or, or you know, Big John got you out of there. But some guys were like, "What's up with that?" You know, and I'm like, "I don't know." Like, I wasn't there, so again, no, again, no. Were, it's just like all that stuff gets blown way out of the water. Like, it's it's right. I'm not like the total jerk off that everyone says we are. You know, I don't know <laughs> what, what the heck. Uh, did you get some? Did you get some hate tweets? I mean, you wrote so well, but did you get some like? <laughs> You know, because uh, I know I got them. Like people are angry. I they want to play. I didn't get many hate tweets. The only one I got was was something about the podium. How supposedly I we left the podium early, okay. and actually the reason I I was the first guy to step off the podium because the other guys were about to open the champagne and I already had my jeans on and everything. So I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to get soaked for the day. So I just I left the uh, and, or just stepped off the side. You know, and right. then we get called out for. You know, for leaving early and all this stuff and being poor losers. Yeah, and Stefan Everett said about the the hats. And I, I, was it? Did you guys take your hats off for the American one and put them back on, See, or did you? What, what? I'm totally confused about that because I don't know if they were talking about the start of the first moto or the podium of the finish. You know, no, afterwards. Podium, was, yeah. Podium. I don't know the where finish. he's aiming that at because yeah. if he's aiming it at us on the podium, um. There was like ten thousand fans below us blowing off chainsaws, and you couldn't hear anything anyway. So I have no idea, you know, <laughs> right, when right. that was. I think it was podium. JT, did you get that too from from his tweet? I th- I thought it was podium. Yeah, I think you could probably deduce that, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, you had your you had your. Uh, I, yeah, 
Yeah, I think those guys get a pretty bad rap because they're really the victims of the you know all the other years that we've won. Everybody's honestly like it's, it's got to be rough for you guys because everybody's out to get America. That's what I feel like when we're there. Like it's completely yeah. every country. If one country can beat America, they're the heroes, and it doesn't matter who. So. Yeah, like I I had a guy even uh, on Saturday or on Saturday. It was one of the British guys. I think it was, uh, I don't know who it was, number 23. Like, I went around the outside of him, like, totally clean past him, and he decides to, like, try to ram oh, me in the that. corner before the mechanic. It was Jake Nichols. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, and then on Sunday, after I had my big yard sale, when I got back up, I caught back up to him. It was, like, with two laps to go. And I, like, went inside of him on this corner and barely tapped, like, his rear tire. And then off the next jump, he, like, turns around, like, waves his hand like he wants to start beep with me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm not trying to do anything to you. What's your problem? Right, right. Now, and then, hey, how about just, like, um, how the the media, the fans, everybody, they want to see USA. They want to be around you guys. They want to mob you guys. They just – you guys yep. are truly rock stars at the event, which is odd because, like you said, a lot – and JT, like you said, a lot of people want to see you lose. But yet, want yeah. to, they want us to see you. Period. You know, so. I know it is. It is weird because I don't feel like you know I'm that much of a superhuman. You know, you know, just because in America it is totally different, and here or over there, you know, you are that guy, and you know, oh. I kind of think of myself as just being a fast, a guy that can twist a throttle. You know, not yeah. anyone too special. So, well, your dad's gnarly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But JT's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, it, it it's uh, it's something else. It was it was a, it was something else to watch you race too. Holy shit balls! Fastest lap times in both of your motos. Um, I think the first moto you were faster by almost a second. And uh, yeah, and we're talking about Antonio Caroli and, and Ken Roxon and these guys. So you were just really gelling out there. You must have been feeling pretty good. Yeah, it was a lot better than even you know. I was a lot better on Sunday than even Saturday. I tried like a whole different setup on Saturday, like yep. a little bit stiffer, uh-huh. and it just wasn't working on that track because it was so chopped out and, and right. it was like the the bumps are weird. They were more like in the ground and not you know like going up. Like the nationals get big built up bumps. These were like just potholes, like mm. choppy hard pack stuff. So Sunday I went back to my old setup and that's when I just started clicking like I was you know later in the nationals. Yeah, JT, you, you, you know before we had you on, we had Nicoletti on and he was I asked him about the track and. Yeah, you know, Barsha made a comment like, this is rougher than the AMA tracks. And he was like, I know I said that last year in the sand, but seriously, I'm not making an excuse. It was gnarly. And JT and Nicoletti kind of broke it down exactly like what you're saying. It was different kind of bumps, choppy, square edge. Yeah, yep, yep. That's exactly what it was. And then you also have two days on it, you know? Yeah. Because um, they, they barely groomed anything between Saturday and Sunday. Um, your crash, anything sore or broken or anything? No. <laughs> Wow. That's what I was like, wow. Like, I must have just belly flopped and distributed all my weight to each limb perfectly because, yeah. like, I don't have a single specific sore spot on my body. Yeah. 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 Jeez. That was something else. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, 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 the guy we were watching with, uh, he, he, I didn't see it. I was looking the other way, and then he's like, oh, big crash. He's done. He's done. He's not getting up. That's what, that's what Adam Wheeler was saying, JT, to me. <laughs> And, uh, man, yeah, you got up and yeah, not only did you get up, you finished. So, um, yeah, you had to have been in the air. You must've just been like, Oh shit. Oh man. It, 
I mean, when I when I watch it, it does look it looks pretty gnarly. But I thought I was like ten feet even higher than the well I was. Oh, really? What it looked yeah. like because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like slow motion. When you're when you're swimming in the air like that, it feels like you're in there for a long time. And you're like, oh boy, here right. we go. Right, right, oh boy. Uh, and hey, uh, props to Ken Roxon. You caught him in that second moto. Well, you caught him in the first moto too before you crashed. You caught him in the yep. second moto, and man, uh, you know, um, look, we're all racers here. I have four Manitoba titles. Uh, uh, but uh, getting caught, getting caught from the back, and you caught him twice because at some point you yeah. you made a mistake. Uh, you caught him twice. Uh, props to him for holding you off, uh, for picking it up on picking his level up too, because um, that's hard to do. And uh, it was it was a great race. I got to say, like I was I was impressed, man. That was a great race by both of you guys. What what a what excitement! Um, you delivered it, no doubt about it, at the race. So good job on yeah. him. Yeah, for you too. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I was I was actually pretty impressed too because I was I was pushing really hard you yeah. know and I was just I think for me I was just kind of yo-yoing them too much like I would get balled up here and then I would push really hard yeah and then then try to catch him again and then he was going good too so I would have just had to been like I don't know riding this flawless yeah. I guess to actually make a pass and it and it was tough to make passes you know because we were both just kind of riding on rails right. You know, if we got out of that main fast line, it was just kind of over. You know, we couldn't, you know, do something. Uh, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Eli Tomac, uh, 702-586-PULP. Uh, let's get to some calls here for you, Eli. Uh, Mark wants to talk about the track. Mark, welcome to the show. What's up? Oh, thank you much. Um, it was just going to comment about, uh, Marcia was saying about the track was nothing like we've had in the U.S., and I thought it kind of reminded me of Carlsbad and Saddleback when I raced pro back in the 70s, and Square Edge bumps are everywhere. I think probably it's just his timing wasn't there, and he was, like, over-impressed with all the, you know, the good talent there, but we noticed one guy that really smoked on that track. I mean, he was just flawless, well, except for one point, but um, Tomac just, you know, killed it. So I, my opinion is that that track was, you know, kind of like what we have here. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, it looked rough and gnarly and ruddy, and, and I didn't get it. But, uh, you know, Eli and Phil and JT and Barsha all thought otherwise. So I'm going to go with them. But I got it, Mark. I, I understand what you're saying for <laughs> I sure. I get thumb downs to me then. No, but, I mean, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, I just I got like three or four racers telling me different, and so I'll, I'll go with that. But I'm with you. Of course, Saddleback, uh, no, you're and, right. Saddleback and Carlsbad are long gone. So, Okay. <laughs> you know. Thank you. So, thanks, man. Um, this guy here, Raining Yellow. What's going on? I'm, I'm sure you're excited about James Stewart's Instagram these days. He's out riding. Very exciting. Yeah, he's riding, but uh, do you have any inside info? They said the gear September. It's October, and I'm dying. <laughs> No gear. I, I got to say, the seven gear launch, uh, I don't think it's working out the way they thought it would. Um, but it does, the stuff looks good, but I don't know, Raining Yellow. Yeah, do you have a question for Eli Tomac, though? I, I do, I do. Okay, okay Eli, hey. I got to give you all the credit in the world. Uh, you rode killer. Unfortunately, you know, you had that accident. It was kind of a freak deal. Yep. You clearly are a bad dude. My question is, you went to the 450s in Supercross, and... I think, you know, you kind of struggled a little bit, maybe weren't fully prepared. From that experience, yep. what what changes or changes to your program or what do you need to do differently to be ready in January for that 450? What about 450 prep? How's it going, Eli? Uh, 450, well, I, I've been riding it all summer. I ride it, like, for my moto days, you know, or I was. But now I'll be on it full time. And, man, I don't, I don't really know what – 
the issue was earlier or when I did those other rounds. It's just uh, it's just you're, you're basically your first time on that. You know, I don't know many guys that can absolutely go kill it, you know, their first race on them. And just uh, the 450 is a whole other animal too. Just learn how to set up. So it's there's a little bit of everything, you know, and then plus me maybe being a little nervous or just not used to racing with those guys. So uh, I don't know, a little bit of everything. Thanks. Uh, thanks for running yellow. Good luck with, with James Stewart. And, and, right on. Take it easy, uh, guys. Like, I really like James Stewart. He always calls in. Um, very, very upset about James's outdoor season. Um, hey, are you doing a Monster Cup? Yeah, Monster oh, Cup for sure. Okay, all right, yeah. I'll be, yep, yep, yep. Oh, man, that's a, that's a lot of go, go, go for you now. No no real time yeah, to, it is. to rest. You know, I, I actually did have the option to do some of those, um, like, Bercy and, and Genoa stuff, but with the donations and all that. Oh. Yeah, I'm see, all good with just doing one European flight. I, to- I, uh, I was told you were in for Genoa. Oh, okay. No, just no, maybe. I'm not. Promoters yeah. wishing you were in for Genoa are telling me that. <laughs> um, JT, any questions for Eli? Uh, no, just want to say uh, good job. Obviously, it didn't turn out you know the way you wanted yeah. it to, but man, you were uh, you're entertaining to watch. I know we were we were freaking out about how fast you were going. So I think everybody was. Um, uh, oh, oh, well, I, I I can say one thing. I think Monster Cup should be the first race with number three and with. Um, Alpine Star Gear. I can announce that, announce that today too. A Star Gear. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I gotta fire my sources. <laughs> I gotta fire my sources. I thought I I, I was told it was Alias. Um. So you nope. and, you and Bam Bam or is Bam Bam up? Oh, now I gotta ask what Bam Bam's doing. Yeah, I, I think me and Bam. I'm pretty sure. I'm not totally sure about Bam Bam's deal, uh, but yeah. You you last time we had you on the show, you said you liked the three, and uh, um, I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I think uh, running a single digit will be cool too. You know. So. Um. Yeah. No. It's 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 super cool. Um. That will be good. Hey. Um. You know. Obviously, lots of talk about Ryan Dungey, and it's no secret he struggled at the race. And uh, Roger, even Roger DeCosta, team manager, even mentioned it in an interview. And and uh, did he did any any idea from talking to Ryan on like bike setup or? What, I mean, obviously he had to have been bummed out, and I, and I don't want you to to uh, get anybody in trouble. But did he? Yeah. Did you talk to him at all about it? You know, he didn't really say a, a whole lot. Yeah. You know, uh, man, I, I don't really know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a tough day for him, no doubt, you know. But, it, uh, yeah, it was for sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, Tits, is, it, is this Arminda or Amanda? Arminda is what it sounded like. Okay. I could be wrong. Arminda? Yes. Oh, sorry. Boom. Uh, it's not Amanda? No. Right. Boom. Good job, producer. Yeah. Last question for uh, Eli Tomac, and then we're going to quickly ask him three rapid-fire questions from uh, X-Brown Goggles. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask, how excited are you to be on the 450 for the 2014 season? I'm ready to go. I've been wanting to get off my 250 for a while, so, I'm yeah, I'm ready to, to fire it up. All right. Sounds good. I wish you the best <laughs> of luck. Okay. Yeah. All right, thanks. Okay. Hey, your mic's still on when you're telling me that. When yeah, you're, they're when okay. You're, when you're talking. You're okay. welcome. Um, all right, Eli. Hey, thanks for the show. We can't let you go without uh, playing the X-Brand Goggle tear-off uh, segment. We, you have 15 seconds to answer three questions that are submitted by a Moser. Um, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, 15 ready. seconds hey, each. 15 seconds each. Yes. Uh, these better not be dumb. We, we don't, we, I think they're okay. Okay. All right. They're, all right. They may not be his best, but certainly not his worst. All right, so. let's do this. All right, first question. What is the gnarliest thing you have seen your dad do? 
the gnarliest thing I've seen my dad do is uh, walk up from our horse pasture with a broken elbow that was open and bleeding, and it was all gnarly. It looked like a stuck elk. All right, 14.4. Good job. All right. All right, second question. What rider impressed you or surprised you the most in Germany? Oh, that was one of my questions. Good job, Moser. I didn't get to it. But. Um, I would say the Australian 250 guy, Ferris. Yeah. Yeah, shocker. He he was good, man. Wow. He was fast. Full shot, speed. both motos, too. Like, what? <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. All right. Okay, third question. What do you anticipate will be the biggest challenge with moving up to the 450 class? Uh, 17 rounds of Supercross and 12 rounds of, of outdoor. Just the full, you know, the full schedule. All right, there you go. You survived it. Uh, yeah, that's something Justin mentioned to me uh, at, at Utah. I was like, hey, it's a long season. He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it, he, I think that it got to him eventually. You know, you learn, you figure it out, but um, it is a long season. Well, hey, uh, thank you for coming on the show. I know – and you know what? I didn't want to bug you to do the interview at, when you were eating at the Alpine Star Truck, but I had to get an interview from you, and I was like, oh, oh no, man. no biggie. And then I'm like, again, I'm like, you know what? Now after I did this interview, now i got to ask him to come on the show on Monday because <laughs> Dungy's not doing the show, uh, and, and I can't get a hold of Barsha ever, you know? So it's – No, I actually I, – I like being on the show. I, I like you. Okay. So good. All right. Well, yeah. thanks very much for doing yeah. it, and – uh Good job at those nations. Like you wrote, fantastic. It's a bummer about the result, but I got a feeling yep. you're going to have a chance for redemption uh, many years, uh, t- uh, many many times. So, for sure, I'd love to. Thanks, Eli. Okay, see you guys. All right, see you. That's Eli Tomac, everybody. Geico Honda is Eli Tomac. Uh, good guy for coming on the show. His spot on here on the show brought to you by Atlas Neck Braces. Atlas Neck Brace, the leading uh, neck brace in the sport, developed and refined by racers. Uh, Villapoto Weimer use them. Uh, the end result delivers innovative features, comfort, simplicity, and adjustability. Simply put, JT, the Atlas Brace has it all. AtlasBrace.com. Um, let's do the BTO Sports uh, Tweet at Tits segment. Can we do that? You got it. All right. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Anything from uh, ET's uh, interview, JT, that caught your eye or anything? Uh, not really. I mean, I knew kind of how he felt going into it, right. you know, just uh, from the interview comments and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, obviously he's bummed out. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he sounded like he was trying to trying to figure out how the hell he crashed, you know, just like <laughs> everybody else. But um, yeah, I have need- to respect his effort. He was going for it. I need to watch it again. Tits, what did you see from the TV show, Why He Crashed? I saw a replay of it, but it was quickly. Um, he actually talked about it a little bit on the on the deal when he was in the booth. I don't know if he knew that he came in the booth for the last. No, I moto. did not know that. Yeah, he came in and he actually talked a little bit about it. He just said it was the shadows and there's a gnarly little. Uh, he couldn't see the the rut and there's a little bump coming up it, and so he was just going to scrub and between the shadow and the scrub, it. Uh, you know, uh, you know who was onto the shadows early. Tits. I I know I don't. Our man JT here. Oh, yeah. Pointed it out early in the morning. Uh-huh. Gnarly shadows. Right, JT? That would be me. Well, all right. Well, don't elaborate or anything. Just just, just <laughs> take the credit. Well, I think like, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about the way the sun is there. We're so far north that the sun isn't really directly overhead. So uh, it kind of shadows differently. And a lot of the ruts were shadowed like early and really never got any better. So what time I noticed it right it? away. 
Uh, uh, start at one o'clock. Moto started at one. Okay, so standard. Um... Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, clever obser- clever observation. Observation. By, uh, oh, and quotes. I was gonna talk to Eli. Uh, it's always weird at the motocross nations with the MX2 guy because you're done, right? Mm. So on the podium. Like, I remember Weimer was just up there in a T-shirt he, one time. He, he was in his jeans. I think he still had a jersey. No, he, he, he was uh, I was going to compliment him because Bla- – uh, and Blake Baggett stayed in his gear, in uh-huh. his dirty gear. Right. There's different ways of doing it, and uh-huh. I think Eli's jersey over the jeans was okay. I think it worked out. Okay. JT, what do you think? Like, what's the best way to do that if you're an MX2 guy? I've seen it done every way. Yeah, I think staying in your gear is probably, you know, it looks the best on the podium and all that, but – Kind of, to, I'm sure he wanted to get out of his gear too. So yeah, who wants to stay in their sweaty gear? Yeah. What about A Star yeah. gear? What about A Star gear? Pretty, uh, pretty big move. I heard rumors from you know all kinds of people, but a little bit surprising for sure. I mean, that's another guy that's I really didn't understand since they don't sell gear here why they had Barsha, <laughs> but now they're adding another guy. Pretty well, crazy and, and big money. I'm sure. Big, yeah, oh, big, absolutely. Big money for Tomac yeah. and Barsha. Speaking of, yeah. Um, yes. Stuff like that, you know, because obviously Nike Boots with Stewart and Dungey, they never had any intentions of selling gear here. But it looked like Dungey was not wearing Nike Boots. This, D- yeah, this... D- Nike's done. Stewart, oh. Stewart will be oh, a star as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, Dungey's be wearing Fox. Fox. Now Beaker, the Fox rep, and uh-huh. JT thought I was ridiculous uh-huh. for stating the fact or asking D- Beaker if he had to pay Dungey extra money. Uh huh. They thought I was crazy. Well, it's I more stand- gear. I stand by my comment. Wait, you don't think he should? They should have had to pay. No, him no, too? no. I mean, I just thought I was, I was, it was a simply a question. I don't think that's out of, out of line. I, I don't know anything, but um, <laughs> I would think yeah, he's wearing I don't know more anything. gear now. So uh, okay, got to replace that fund somehow. Um, yeah, G- Alpine Star, they're not scared. Um, hey, these are the best questions tweeted to at Pulpamex Show. Yeah, what I think um, are the best questions. What Tits thinks is the best questions. Uh, BTOsports.com, proud supporter of the BTO Sports KTM team, as well as uh, everything Mathis-related. Uh, Mathis um, use the code PULPMEX to save yourself money. And uh, BTOsports.com, we thank them for their support. If you need something online, uh, check them out. They'll have it. Okay. Miller16SD. This question, uh, I guess, is kind of for whoever. But, JT, uh, were you drunk on the Saturday show? Because you actually seemed happy during your podcast. <laughs> no, I don't think I drank anything all weekend. Yeah. Oh. What's what's the formula? I don't for think getting he seemed. Happy I don't think he seemed happy. Any happier? You know, there was a usual one. <laughs> I, I think there he was. was the, did you I, listen, Tits? I did. I listened to all Bullshit. of them. All three of them. Although I wasn't aware there was a Friday one until after I listened three to of Saturday. Them. What do you mean Sunday? all three of them? I only did two. No, you did a. Uh, well, I guess there, there's a post race. Uh, your your interviews with the. People. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's yeah. why I was the third right. one. I think that JT was just happy that the Team USA looked better than he thought that they did on Friday. I was surprised, JT, at your level of patriotism. Very strong. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, I, I get that it's there, and I understand that everyone has that, you know. And I get it. Yours is very strong. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, obviously. Um, I think that comes from racing so much abroad, kind of, you know, yeah. You, everyone's kind of out to get you at all these races, I feel like, so start right. to start to build that feeling a little okay. bit. All right. Um, yeah, I don't think he was he was his usual self. He probably insulted me. He probably had a few good one-liners, uh-huh. had some, some insight, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. 
First time you ever hung out with Adam Wheeler, too, probably, JT, huh? On track off. Yeah, he's Adam cool. Wheeler. Yeah, good yeah I like that, that guy. That guy nailed his predictions, by the way. He nailed them last year, too. I know. He called Germany he's last good. year. Yeah, yeah, he called Belgium this Although he said Belgium was second in the Friday one, then Saturday he said Belgium. Well, you were allowed to change USA. after, no, after watching qualifiers. He still nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Regardless. No, yeah, he nailed it last year, too. He, yeah. Right away on Friday, he's like, I think Germany's going to win. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. You're out of your mind. So he's one of those damn Europeans. That... Yeah. All right, next question. Okay. Uh, for the both of you, I want yep. you to each answer. Uh, SwizzB42 wants to know who you guys thought had the weakest and the strongest performances. Total? All weekend? Yes. All weekend. Wow. Individually. I mean, or Antonio Caroli. Antonio Caroli went 1 1. Can't beat that. Uh, weakest? Um, well, I mean, obviously there's the crashes and stuff. Canada. So. <sighs> Uh, uh, Tixier was not good for France, although I think he crashed early in both motos. Uh, Jan Ulrich from Germany, DNF, DNF, crashes. JT. Did you say Jan Ulrich? Yeah, what's his name? Dennis Ulrich. Dennis. Who's Jan Ulrich? Ulrich. What race in the Tour de France? Yeah, he was a Tour de France guy. All right. Well, he was no good either. So, all right, JT, what do you think? Overall. Uh, Strongest guy. Have to go with Caroli. Uh, weakest, man. Um, maybe the guy from Puerto Rico? <laughs> Phil was being nice, and I don't blame him. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not on that level. It's not his fault. No. no he's not ready for that level of competition. Maybe Moser should have tried it. <laughs> on a CR I don't think. I don't think he, he – he really doesn't understand the gravity of that event. So – yeah, good point. You're right. Exactly. All right. Next question. All right. Uh, for both of you, Red Haze 119. Um, have the Euros closed the gap on the Americans, or can we just blame the GP tracks? No. And, at, again, the the track questions, and, and you know, Barsha, and, and Barsha saying the track was different and all that, they're entitled to their opinion, and I'm sure they're right. The Europeans are just better, right? Not better. They're, they're just catching up. Yes, they, they absolutely are. They're great riders, uh, fantastic riders. However, if you if you had a motocross nations in America, which it's coming in 2015, the Americans will probably sweep it. But over there, they're good. So, yeah. What do you think, JT? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, we're still the favorites. I think if we go into the event again, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna win. It's just you know, I felt like we could have won this year. It's gonna happen. Uh, okay. Um, Paul McCready, after a thrilling B final, which country does JT think was was the more impressive destination's non qualifier? Um, hashtag little the, country problems. The the best non qualifying country is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Other than I guess uh, I guess Canada because they. They really rode well, um, you know. They just kind of petered out at the end there, but they really had it. They rode, they rode well. Okay, they did have it. <laughs> oh, Canada! All right, all right. T Landis forty seven. How well do you think Tyler Ratchery will do in the GPS this next year? Will he be back? Um, like, well, back to his old self. Yeah, yeah. Not so much. JT four, four five six guy. 
yeah, depending on how that bike is. If it's a full factory KTM, he'll be, yeah, between four and eight, probably. Okay. Next question from uh, Brad G MX95 uh, for Jason. Uh, what is the best and worst part about rooming with a four-time Manitoba champion? Uh, the best is the bench racing. The worst is the snoring. Ooh, yeah, snore, huh? When I get tired, I Did snore. Some breather at strips or a neck. I don't think it would have mattered, like dude. I was so no. tired. <laughs> I, there was the, the one night when we went for pizza. Was that Saturday night? Yes. I was yep. so tired. <laughs> While eating, I'm like, I can't even keep my, I can't even chew right now. I'm so tired. And then I don't think I hit, yeah, I don't think I, uh, probably 30 seconds and then I was out. So, um, my best thing and worst thing about rooming with JT mm-hmm. is he takes too long in the bathroom. It's really, like you know. Like dropping a deuce? No, like no, no. Ready? He's very, like, he wants to look good. He's sure. very, very yeah. prim and proper, JT. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen him, but. I have. Yeah, dresses well, yeah, looks good. Yeah. You know, I'm not so much. He likes to keep his hair, I'm, hair just right. Yeah, is he still shaved? <laughs> your hair? You know, like your 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 head? No, no, I don't shave my head. Didn't uh, you used to buzz it or something? No. I did, yeah. yeah like when he raised. Last year. Yeah, well, raised. it's been a while. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we had fun, though. It was a good time. Um, it was like I traveled with John Knowles last year of Scott Goggles, and God bless Knowles. I love the guy, but he's a little, little tense, you know? Like, I'd rolled over at, at 5 a.m., and he's in his USA gear, Steve O. You know, dress, showered, everything. Like, let's go, you know? JT and I were worn on the same schedule. We had to get coffee. That was weird, JT. He can't eat and drink coffee. Cannot do it. He has like, to drink like his coffee. Yes, he has to drink coffee. Get alert, get awake, drink uh-huh. coffee, then it is time for breakfast. I can see how that – I don't drink coffee, but I can see how that would be a little weird. It's a little strange. I mean, just get the coffee and eat the freaking breakfast. You yeah. know what I mean? Same time. Yeah. Like Does it really matter? People. Right. Like, like normal, people, normal people. Yeah. Like normal people. So I thought that was a little strange because we got Starbucks and then he couldn't eat. I'm like, like no. Well, got to give me 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange. But, um, no, we had a good time. We were uh, – yeah. So. Hmm. All good. Right. All right. Nathan Shebig. Um – Dino's training with uh, Ryan Hughes. Is that true? I seems to be, huh, JT? I see the Twitter and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has yeah. been. He's been mountain biking and okay. all kinds yeah. of stuff with him. Okay. Yeah. His question is, uh, will Hughes' training program hurt or benefit Dino, uh, seeing as many riders have switched away from Rhino after not too long? Well, to be fair to Rhino, many riders have switched trainers. You okay. know what I mean? They seem to switch a lot of trainers. So, But anyways, what do you think, JT? I think he'll be fine. Um, I think, uh, you know, a change will probably do Dino good at this point. Just, you know, fresh kind of look at things. And whatever really gets him motivated, I think he'll, you know, that's probably the best thing for him right now. So he seems to be into it. I think he'll be fine. I'll tell you what, not you, JT, but there's a lot of people in the industry, gear guys, sponsors, uh, media guys, who are really writing Dino off. Like, just in casual conversations, like, hey, Dean's going to do this next year or whatever. And like he's been injured a lot. He's he's raced, jeez, uh, six times in a year and a half or something. Does that surprise you though that they're, that they're writing him off? Well, why can't the the guy's super young? Right. When he was racing, he was the same speed as Tomac and Barsha, or right. better, right. or or tick off, whatever. Very, uh-huh. Basically the same speed. Why can't he get back to that level? And that's what I keep saying. Like he's gonna be a guy. He's gonna be a guy. He's gonna be a guy. And like I, I seem to think a lot of people have sort of been like, ah, forget it. The kid. He's done. 
You know how we do well, it. Not, yeah. not, like when they're saying done, they're not like he's done. He's done, done being a racer. Been, you know what I mean? He's done being a winner. Right. You know, yeah. and I, I don't see that, JT. I, why can't he get back, right? I can see that. No, he'll be fine. Um, tits, take, he just, tits is know, riding him off. I don't, think, yeah. I don't think there's any reason to write him off at all. Tits wrote him off. Tits other, other just wrote him he, off right now. Yeah, other than he's been, you know, out for the last little while, so he's not up to speed with everyone else, and it's going to be really hard to get back up to that pace, even though he is young. Uh, yeah, but that's that's going to help him being young, too. He's going to be able, you know, he still has all the skills, and he really hasn't been out that, that long as far as, you know, not riding. He's obviously not raced a bunch, but he's been riding quite a bit. You know, he did a ton of work to get ready, then racing got hurt, then, you know, it's just the, really the racing we haven't seen him do. The riding, I think he's done quite a bit. Okay. Thank you. 29 Radical is his name. Uh, did you ask Dungey for an interview after the Des Nations? Did he refuse or did you just not try? Uh, he did not refuse. I did not ask him. I was looking for him. You know, the USA guys are pretty scarce after they lose. I found this out last yeah. year, too. They're not uh, not super pumped to be there. Um, you know, they feel like they let, them, let the country down or let people down or whatever. The only time I saw Ryan, I, had to, I didn't even see. I went to the, to the USA pits to get interviews. And they were already – I mean, I was there shortly after the press conference. They were already changed and eating in the Alpine Star hospitality area, which I then went in and sort of violated – the media policy because they were with families in the USA. And I'm like, Hey, I Justin and Eli, I really hate to ask you, but I need to talk to the USA members. And I, then I intended to talk to Ryan or ask him anyways. And I never saw him until then. I looked over and he was in an intense discussion with the coster. You could tell. Mm. And there was other USA members looking over like saying, Oh, like what's going on. Uh, And then I was like, well, that's not, not the time to ask him clearly. And so I, (laughs) you know, so I, I never did. But okay. I fully intended to ask him if I'd gotten the chance to. Okay. But even like I said, Tomek and Barsha, truthfully, I probably shouldn't have even asked them. It was kind of a dick move on my uh-huh. part. But I needed to talk to him. Yeah. So otherwise, my boss Jason Wygan, yeah. my boss Jason Wygan is not going to take, you know, that I didn't get USA members. He's a ball breaker, man. Yes. You don't want to. You don't make no. him angry. All yes. right. Corey Letter Mosier, why is it that DeCoster doesn't like Stewart? JT. Um. I don't know. I, I I never really got a a real answer. You know, James used to be pretty hard to deal with, and he was pretty standoffish. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm not sure if there was just one incident that really you know ruined it or what. And uh, I asked Roger to come on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still in Europe mm-hmm. with Ryan. That's I'm probably they're probably right. Hank Browning down. I'm sure. Yeah. Over some beers. Um, they're racing in Spain this weekend for a Red Bull event. But he said maybe next week. So I'm going to try to get Roger on for next week. You should ask Roger to talk to Ryan about having the both of them come on. Okay, at the same time? Yeah. Well, okay. maybe not at the same time, but just say, hey, right. as team manager, you need to come on. Okay, yeah. yeah. Do that. What do you think, JT? That should be no problem. I would yeah, yeah, you're good. Talk sure. to Lindsay. He's, he's a regular, he's a regular guest. Your, your follower. Paul Lindsay? No, Lindsay, his, Dungy's girlfriend. Oh, I'm not going to go through the girlfriend. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You want to give me his number and I'll ask? I'll call I him. don't have his number. I'll get his number from someone. And Who are you going to get it from? I'll find somebody. Watson is not going to give you his number. <laughs> That'd be your only guy. I'll find somebody. Jesus. Okay. All right. Moving on. What are you going to say? This is tits? The guy you blocked? No way. The guy who creamed Absolutely his pants? Absolutely not. I will uh, go. For I mean, a... you're not in a much better boat than I am, no, bro. No, I know. That's like... why I, I, would, I would say, 
hello, this is Peter. <laughs> oh, you would say hello. <laughs> I would say hello, yeah. We would like you to come on the show. JT, can you text Dunge for us? Ask him to come on no. the show? No, I'm, I don't think I can. Come on, bro. Yeah, I'll text him, and then, you know, as soon as he figures out what it's for, that will be the last I hear from him. <laughs> Just All say, right. hey, I'm, I'm interested. This was my move um, to saying I was going to get Barsha on the show. Hey, I hear your goggle deal is up. I have $1 million for you if you text me right now for uh, X-Brown goggles. <laughs> and then when he texts you, you go, oh, hey, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that number, but can you come on the Pulp Show? <laughs> <laughs> so you say to Dunge, listen, I have authorization from Western Power Sports to offer you $3 million to wear fly gear. And then when he texts you back, you go, oh, yeah, I was just kidding. Can you come on the Pulp Show? <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking brilliant if you ask me. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it'll work Forget well, about too. about the whole trust issue and ah, stuff dude, like tell that. You, yeah. I mean, I've never had a like, better plan. Good joke, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never had to come up with a better plan ever. Uh, so, anyways. All right. Are All we right. done? or uh, We can okay. be done No, let's, let's do a couple more. Okay. Um, Lee150, if you took Villapoto and put him in the GPs for an entire season oh, or, Christ, or so brought Cairoli and did the entire yeah. Nationals, who do you think would do better? Like, um, if Cairoli came over here, would he be fighting with RV for like championship or vice versa? No, I think if you brought Cairoli into the Nationals, he would be a top three to four guy. Okay. But I think Villapoto is the fastest rider in the world. So, which, if, by the way, Villapoto called me today, uh-huh. and again wanted me to know that he was also he would have won. <laughs> he, he wanted to let me know that he like, would have won. Yeah, he would have won. And uh, you would say thanks, you. Yeah. Yeah, and then I said, did you get many people saying that you should have been there? And he said, no. And I, I called bullshit on that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I think if you put Ryan Villapoto in the GPs, I just, I love Antonio Caroli. He's an mm-hmm. awesome rider. Fantastic. But I think Villapoto wins over there, too. I really do. I mean, I just. I agree with you. JT, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think Villapoto's the best guy, period. You know, I, th- I think Caroli, that's not taking anything away from Caroli. Uh, he he's very very good at what he does over there, but if I have to pick one, you know, one best guy in the world, I yeah, I take Bill Photo every day of the week. Yeah, but Crowley's a bad dude. Absolutely. JT, were yeah. you more impressed with Crowley seeing him in person in Europe, like in that way, or were you? Um, no, I already had a ton of respect for him. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I he really didn't like dominate those guys. He won. Don't get me wrong, dude. But it wasn't. He came from like. 15th yeah, in the first moto. I understand what you're saying. I, I watched it. You know, I watched him race all weekend. Um, he was the best guy there. But when I watched Phil Poto win, he goes to the front like mad. Like, yeah, right. everyone get out of my way. I'm out of here. And, Adios. you know, that that's not what Cairoli does. He's very methodical. He gets to the front and he wins the race. But, you know, he was still not in the lead by the 15 or 20 minute mark, you know. Um, you just don't see Bill Poto do that very often. So, well, and I guess uh, to your point, Tomac was faster even in lap times. You know, yeah, no, I just think Bill Poto is a little bit better. That's I'm not trying to put a knock on Caroli at all. I just you know right. there has to be one best guy in the world. I just give it to Bill Poto. I'm sure MX Jeff's motherfucking you right now in an email. That's that's fine. <laughs> I, I I don't have any problem with any GP fans arguing with that. I just you know that's right. just my my opinion. All right, tits. And Mike, we're done. Right. 
BTOsports.com uh, tweet tit segment. We still have the race, race tech emails coming up. Uh, X brand goggle tear offs. Do you want to run through the X brand goggle tear offs? Can we do yeah. that? Yeah, Let's yeah, do that. Can. Try to get this thing up. It's the X brand tear off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. X brand goggles, EKSbrand.com. Type in pulpamex, pulp show 13 to get 30% off. The official goggle of Jessica Patterson and Jose Butron. So, um, run now to your dealer. Top-notch goggle. And uh, don't forget, Jimmy Albertson wears the beer goggles, which is also uh, a sister of uh, X-Brand Goggles. Yeah. So, these are questions submitted by a Corey Moser from myself and JT. JT, you have 15 seconds to answer. No more. Do it. No okay. less. Um, JT, what was the most annoying thing Steve did during your trip? Um, I wanted a Team USA hat really bad, <laughs> and I planned on getting one. No, you know for sure. And then as soon as wait, wait, wait! Uh, Baker, I was mocking you. I was mocking you for wanting one. Yeah, you were Did making you fun of me. Oh, you're hat. you're an idiot. I just you know want to be like everybody else. Blah blah blah. <laughs> then as soon as the guy that has all of the Team USA stuff walks up. He says, hey, can I get one of those hats? Oh, Before I could even ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. My best move all weekend by so, far. So did both of you get one then? We both got one, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yes, I was like, you're an idiot. You're in the media. You can't wear a Team USA hat. That's stupid. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, oh, I liked it. It was good. Uh, well, that, JT's, that most, sounds like JT's most annoying thing was, uh, hey, we got to be here for the B final. Hey, what time is the B final? Hey, Mathis, do you know how many laps the B final is? <laughs> hey, you know, we got to go to the B final. So. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I didn't want you to miss it. <laughs> yeah, I know you're very concerned with me. You, you figured I needed to be there, and and, and you know going. And you even in, missed. A, you still missed the start. Going into the third moto, Canada was 19th. We were in the A main. So uh, third uh, practice. Th- no, after the the qualifier Saturday, second qualifier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We were 19th. So. Okay, Steve. Yes. Uh, we've already talked about this, but what rider was the biggest surprise at the destinations? Well, okay, Dean Ferris is easy. Mm-hmm. Let me go with somebody else because okay. um, we've already you know. talked about that. Kenda Diker. Okay. Not a good first moto, but second moto he rode very well. Caught Max Nagel um, and ran him down and uh, secured the win for Belgium. And I'll have you know, Kenda Diker and Steve Mathis are in talks for X-Brand Goggles next year. So. Mm. Okay, JT, second question. Who has the hotter Monster Girls, USA or Europe? I honestly didn't even see them this weekend. I don't know. No, you weren't there, JT, but um, uh, the podium, the country selection for gate pick, I don't think you were there. Yep. Were you there? Uh, no. Uh-huh. They were up there holding the country's flags. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, because you were like, I just want a picture of the, of the starting grade. Can you girls get out of the way? I did. <laughs> Stupid girls. Probably not that often that you, people ask them, "Hey, can you get out of the way so I can take a photo?" No, yeah, everybody he wanted. Pretty much was. Yeah. Everybody he was kind of like signaling, like, "Hey, you, out of the way." Uh, everybody wanted the uh, girls to to go beside each side of their country's flag. All the journalists, all the media guys, and I'm like, "Get out of the way," because I want to get the whole shot of the whole board. <laughs> Anyways, the one on the left, if you're facing the board, was smoking hot. But I don't know what country she's from. Probably Canada. So, thank you. All right. Um, Thank you, he says. Second question for Steven. Yes. Which of the designation races that you have attended has been your favorite? 
Ooh, um, not not two thousand three. You could qualify it different time. Uh, it wasn't time. It was thirteen point three months. That's close enough. <laughs> um, my favorite run know, probably just, overall was Bud's Creek in USA. Okay, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, Tim Ferry uh-huh. and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, it was packed. It was a great race, but. You got to go see them in Europe. They're different in Europe, and I'd say my favorite one in Europe is probably uh, probably England again. Tim Ferry coming from the back, saving it for Team USA. Sorry that it... sure, this sure. one was pretty good though, because like JT said, we had photographer vest on, so we had really good access. We're in the middle of the track, standing on like a Nazi bunker, and the crowd was. I mean, did you see my Instagram? No, I didn't. Well, Sorry. you're an, you're an asshole. I did a I did a video panorama of okay. the crowd and uh-huh. it was pretty phenomenal. They're uh-huh. all on a hillside, so okay. I mean, I don't. I want USA to win. They're my friends and stuff, but I'm not like JT was angry, not angry, but you know, upset or in a bad mood. I'm not. I was pretty bummed. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm going for my American citizenship, you know, mm. uh, anytime soon, sometime soon. So I'll, I'll be American slash Canadian. I just want to see a good race. Okay. I mean, JT, was the loss, did the loss put a, a damper, damper on this race for you? Uh, no. No, okay. I was just right. bummed out, but yeah. the experience was awesome. All right. Okay. Someone in the chat room said that uh, you won Euro Supercross races, but they're not close to winning USA Supercross races. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> You're not claiming they are. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> right, right. All right. Next question. Yeah, third question. Who or what do you blame for the Team USA loss, Who's Jason? It's oh. for Jason. Uh, like I said, I I think they lost as a team. Uh, I I don't really point the finger at anyone. That's not really. I, don't, I wouldn't point the finger at anyone to start with because they're all trying their hardest. But they're they all made dramatic. their own mistake. They, you know, they really did. You're right. All three guys. I blame Moser. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Okay. Okay, Steve. Why do you think Dungey struggled? Struggled. You know what? Um, I don't go with the choking label. JT JT said maybe he did a little bit. I'm not necessarily going there. He just didn't have a good day. He just didn't have a good day. It happens, you know? Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it was his bike, though. I don't think, given another setup, his, his day changes. I really don't. I just think he just had a bad day. And like most riders, he wants to find out why and look at something. So, mm-hmm. Tits, I have expert on goggles. Questions for you. This is the first time ever. Oh, it is? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Okay. You ready? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Since you're leaving the show, maybe we'll switch it up. And yeah. We'll, we'll get you some experience. Okay. All right. Uh, Dungy's Motocross Nation's ride this year came up short of expectations, but what do you consider the biggest shortcoming of his career? Of his career? Yes. Losing uh, the, the West title to J-Law? Okay. I would yeah, say, if you're a Dungy fan, that one had to hurt. Yeah, that stung. Especially to who that it was. stung really yep. bad, yeah. However, JT got an, an awesome after party because <laughs> of Dungy's right. It was, yeah. It was uh, life-changing. Uh, tits, question number two. Uh-huh. What was your favorite and least favorite part of the Motocross Nation's broadcast? Same thing was uh, the announcing. I I appreciated it. That was your least favorite? No, that was it was both. Oh. Because it was horrible, but it also made me really appreciate more than I did before we Wygant and uh Fro. Okay. True story. All right. What about Ralph? 
I like Ralph. He's fine. Did Did Paul Lindsay light any candles? No, he didn't. Okay. But I, I, I uh, Paul Lindsay apologized way too many times. Even though you know people mess up in general, but yeah. It's very distracting when well, he keeps saying, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's actually funny you say that. Okay. When we did the Moto World show, uh-huh. me and Paul Lindsay. Yes. Beginning of it, beginning two, three years ago. The Moto show. The Moto show. Thank you. We had technical difficulties two or a couple of the shows that we started. Mm-hmm. You're not even listening to it. I am listening. You had technical difficulties when you're you so started. zoned out of the show. You're already out. You've already checked out mentally. <laughs> okay, I know where you're going with this, but oh, um, where am I going? Because because he, he would, instead of just saying hey, you know, just moving on. Hey, sorry about the technical difficulties. He would just keep bringing. Yes, it up. yeah. Yes. Sorry so, about that. And just so like, yeah, just we would have on. technical difficulties, and he would just be apologizing on the air. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Paul, just carry on. Yeah. I'll try to fix this. Don't. Make it seem to the listener like we're just screwed up and everything's going wrong, even though right. we're screwed up and everything's going wrong. Right. Just carry it. Talk yeah. about something, you know? Mm-hmm. And he would do that all the time. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. so sorry, folks. We're so sorry. We're mm-hmm. s-, and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> just, just once. Just, just pretend like it didn't happen. Once and move on. Yeah. So, anyways. All right, third question. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, JT. Can Tits name any rider? Can Tits name any name all of the riders on any team besides USA? JT. Um, yeah, I think he can. Okay. Tits, name three members of any team. I'm going to go for Germany. Go ahead. Ken Roxon, uh, Max Nagel, and Marcus Schiffer. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's last year's team. Yep. Wow. And we just spoke about the third member of Germany maybe 20 minutes ago. You could ago. say, like Mathis said, Jan Ulrich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dennis Ulrich. So, oh yeah. All right, give yourself yeah. a, a buzz on that. Oh wait, that's what I'm doing. All right, hey, thanks for those questions. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix. Hey JT, if you want the same set of wheels that Chad Reed uses, Ken Rocks and Ryan Dungey, um, it's it's W Wheels. That's uh, that's right here. Fantastic set of uh, fantastic company providing uh, probably over half the pits a set of wheels. So check them out wheels.com and uh, as well JT free gun underwear. I don't know if you saw the uh, the very revealing Georgia and Jimmy Albertson Instagram I did see shot. That one. I did. Wow, I did. that's bold. Free, free gun really pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah, that was bold. Uh, I'm lining up a shot of that for myself very shortly. <laughs> ballsy, even. Yeah, very ballsy, right? Uh, so check out Free Gun Underwear, uh, the official underwear of Pulp and Mech Show. Um, we're going to come back. Speaking of race tech, you want to win a spot to a race tech seminar? Not you, JT, but anybody listening. Uh, we're going to tell you how. When we, when we come back, we're going to have Chris uh, from Race Tech on and uh, talk a little bit about that company. And then we still have Brandon Lutz from Trans World Motocross. He will be on to talk about the Motocross of Nations, what he saw, what he thought. Uh, Jason Thomas will be back. Please stick around and join us. Me and Tits Legendary, all alone in the studio tonight. Yep. See ya. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Beep. 
Pope MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pope MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JVR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas brace. 
It's 2013 and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showing delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, showy, showy. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free gun underwear. 
Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, Kirk Caselli, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Pulp MX Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. Yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right out of the South Georgia water. Thought, oh, good Lord, she had them long tails. Welcome back to the show. That was that. What just happened? Thanks, JT. We don't have JT on the line right now. And if we did, I would be angrily berating him. I <laughs> thought he wanted a – he said Florida, and I thought it was like Flo Rida. Like he wanted a yeah, Flo no, Rida song. No. He wanted that. That's, that's, what, that's what – yeah, that's what he wanted. Oh, I'm maybe, apo- maybe I'd it's like, like to- a dirty practical joke he's playing Crap! on you. I would like to apologize to our listeners right now on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. That was JT, uh, JT's music. and uh, That guy's going down. That's the last time he is going to pick <laughs> the music on the show. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's good. Um, all right. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, yeah, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brop Bar. Hey, Brop Bar, just starting right now. A Paleo Bar has hit the, uh, hit the shelves. Uh, Andrew Short, uh, he insists on this, on this bar because he's a Paleo guy. So um, uh, don't forget to check him out, BropBar.com. And uh, basically, it's, a, it's the optimal eat for the high-intensity hunter-gatherer lifestyle. It is matchless to any other uh, protein or nutrition bar on the market today. 
Paleo Diet Bar contains 17 grams of egg white protein, all nine essential amino acids, and is gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and preservative-free. All-natural Paleo Bar. And uh, uh, you can get uh, this all-natural Paleo Bar at 810solutions, 810solutions.com. The number 810solutions.com. Tits uh, uses this uh, 810 products exclusively for uh, mountain biking, rest, and recovery, as well as optimal performance in the sack, too. Yeah, yeah, all aspects of my life. Rhino Global Products and uh, Brat Bar is at 810solutions.com. We thank those guys for coming on the show. And get your Paleo Bar now. Andrew Short's got one. So uh, why not you guys? Uh, 855-8-BRAAP. So thanks to those guys. And uh, hook it up. Hey, one of the guys that is hooking it up on our show, um, we we thank them. They've been a sponsor with us for a few years now and it's uh it's been awesome um they're one of the the leading suspension companies out there they're a choice of privateers everywhere and uh they've got these seminars coming up and we're running a real cool contest right now where you can win a free seminar um just uh and it's you don't need to know who's on team germany this year you don't need to know who won the 1986 pasadena supercross like we do sometimes all you got to do is tell us why you want a seminar tell us why you want a race tech seminar uh, and we'll, uh, the most worthy email, somebody who hopefully, you know, doesn't try, doesn't lie or anything, uh, tells us why they need a seminar from race tech. We'll, uh, courtesy of the folks there, they will, uh, send you there or they will, uh, figure it out. Uh, you get yourself there they will get you in a seminar. You will learn, you will, uh, get yourself uh, more knowledgeable about your bike and, uh, fantastic company. And with us on the phone, uh, to talk about that and more is, uh, Chris Reisenberg. What's up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, thanks for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. Race Tech's been a big support of the show, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're uh, we're fans of the show and fans of the sport, so it's a good fit. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully, you're generating some business from our loyal uh, listeners. And uh, anybody needs any suspension, needs it all, any even parts, springs, uh, you know, any sort of rebuilds. Um, and man, you guys, I don't know if there's anything with suspension that you do not work on. Yeah, pretty much, right. um, and even outside of outside of Moto, and then you know, even a lot of our competitors actually buy product from us, whether it's springs or shims or valves or you know stuff like that. There's definitely a whole gauntlet there, and you know, we um, we're pretty open with the information yep. that we have, and you know, that's the seminars that you were just talking about. That's where that's where they came from. Um, yeah. In theory, Paul sounds kind of kind of nuts for teaching everything he knows. <laughs> right, <and> right. <laughs> There's really there really are no secrets. I mean, if if a customer calls up and they're the same rider and the same speed as one of our guys, like Ben Lemay, they're going to get Ben Lemay's setting. It's yeah. not it's not a secret with us, us, which is you know it's a little bit different way to go about things. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and Paul Feed himself. I mean, I did a podcast with him. On, it's on Racer X, and uh, you know he's uh, he's a really smart guy, and he really knows what he's talking about. And uh, it's crazy that he wants to pass on that knowledge, but. Um, Tits, we have a bunch of entries for this seminar. We do. We were going to choose them tonight, but we, we're going to put it off for another week. Right. So um, um, if you want to take one of these seminars, and maybe, Chris, you can explain a little bit the different seminars and what, what goes on and what you learn and why, why someone should sign up. Absolutely. So the seminar is it's, um, split up into classes, actually. Um, there's four different classes, and they take place within a, within a week time period. Um, most of the classes are two days, and then there's one one-day class in there, which is a uh, test day actually at the track, and you go out with our techs, and this time of year they'll be out supercross testing. So mm-hmm. you'll work trackside with them and watch how they do that. The class that we are actually giving away is the theory class, 
and that's the first class that you have to take before any of the other ones. And it really, the easy way to put it is it talks about the why behind the what, which is in uh, in simple terms, it's simply how suspension works and why we do what we do with suspension. Explains about why we use gold valves, for instance, um, damping, damping curves, <laughs> springs and fluids and everything along those lines. And as far as who takes the seminars, it's everyone from, I mean, we've had people from car manufacturers, the OEMs themselves. Um, A lot of our competitors have gotten their businesses started by going through Paul's seminars or working with Paul. Um, And then everyone down to parents and, you know, riders themselves that just want to know more about their motorcycle and how to set it up. And the thing is, is by taking the seminars, if you get your suspension revalved, you know, if you do a couple of bikes, you've already paid for the seminar, and you have a wealth of knowledge, and you can tinker with your bike at the track at, at any point to make it better because you know what you're doing. Um, a lot of guys start a garage business out of the deal, and, you know, they don't necessarily do it as a full-time deal, mm-hmm. but they can help their buddies out and make some money on the side to invest back into their riding program. Well, and then, too, like, let's talk about all the people in the pits that do suspension um never mind ne- your, your mic is on tits Jeez, he's checking out already chris he's already <laughs> like halfway out the door um uh let's talk about the people in the pits that do suspension for factory teams and for independent teams that have that are either used to work at race tech took these seminars or got their start with race tech it's incredible it's it's uh sort of like a spider web throughout the pro pits yeah, absolutely. It's um, The thing that I tell everybody is there's a lot of guys out there that want to be a mechanic and want to work in the industry, but you have to you have to set yourself apart from the competition, and there's a lot of guys that want to do it, the, and a lot of guys that are willing to do it for not much, so what extra can you bring to the table? There's a lot of guys that have gone to MMI. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that have worked with a, you know, a privateer for a while, but if you know suspension, that's something that is extremely valuable to a race team and to a rider. And it definitely will set you a, a step above. I know I was actually on the phone with the race team today. Oh yeah. And they were they actually tried to hire someone from our uh, from our fall seminar last year, mm-hmm. and they're looking again for somebody because they weren't able to make that deal happen. Oh wow. And they're trying cool. to bring a suspension guy on board to do their stuff in house. So, you know, there's definitely opportunities like that out there. Um, and. I tell people all the time, again, it's it's all about what you can do to make yourself stand out. And, you know, being at Race Tech, there's a lot of people that have been through Race Tech that are in the industry and, you know, even at, that are tuning a lot of the factory bikes that are out on the track today. They've um, either worked at Race Tech or been through these seminars. So November 2nd and 3rd, theory class. 4th and 5th, shop skills class. Uh, and the trackside testing and tuning is November 6th. And the advanced class is November 7th and 8th. And, uh... Basically, you send an email to pulpamexshow at gmail.com. Uh, tell us why. Tell us what you're going to do, what you want to do, what's your goals, why you think you should win this free uh, uh, theory class from Race Tech. And uh, Chris is going to look over the emails, tits, myself, probably Swizz. We won't let Moser look at them. And, um, you know, basically kind of pick out the worthy winner that we think, and we're going to give it away. And it's courtesy of Race Tech Suspension, and, and we, we're pumped to do that. And, We'll probably even have the winner on a show to, you know, talk about how it was and what he learned and and uh, and all that. So um, looking forward to it. I know uh, Paul invited me to come down and sit in on one, and I'd like to. It'd be kind of cool. Uh, hopefully I know enough to get past the theory one, but shop skills could be all me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a um, For anyone else interested, the uh, information is on our website. 
more than more than welcome to email me personally at chris c h r i s at racetech.com and I'll get you set up. Um, it is split up into courses. The uh, the theory class itself is six hundred dollars, so it's a pretty pretty solid value that we're giving away. It, it's really um, six hundred bucks. Oh, that's even $600 better. Six hundred bucks for wow. the uh, for the theory course, and the other the other ones after that are actually a little bit cheaper. Uh, the theory course is the base course that you know that you have to take to take the other ones. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's. That's the base of the knowledge right there for sure. Hey, uh, Air Forks are all the rage right now. Uh, Cowies uh, and Honda 450s come stock with them. Um, a lot of suspension tuners I talk to are saying, hey, they're not quite where they need to be right now. Maybe in the future they will be, but right now they're not. How's Race Tech's business with these new Air Forks? What, uh, what kind of things have you guys doing? What kind of things have you learned and uh, and all that going forward? Um, it worked out really well, actually. Our um, head of R&D, Rob Brown, has a – has a pretty good relationship with a lot of other tuners within the uh, within the end of the within the industry. So he was able to get his hands on them pretty early and and really make things work. And I tell you, the me being just the marketing guy, I don't know the tech side all that well. But mm-hmm. one thing I do know is I talk to the riders all the time and I get their feedback on stuff. And we have a couple of guys like uh, Derek Anderson and Cody Gilmore who absolutely love their forks. Mm-hmm. Noticed a huge difference. Um, and then there's other guys that that takes a little bit to adapt to, um, whether that's amateur guys and pro guys. So, I mean, really the feedback that you get is you don't feel, you don't have as much feel, as much feedback. So some guys like it because they don't feel the bumps as much. Other guys, it takes them some adaptation to get used to them because they're trying to know where the front end's at. And there's less mass there, so there's, you know, they're not able to get quite as much feedback from the front end. Right, um, once right. they learn to trust it, they're they're pretty solid. Um and then as far as the stock setups, at least on the 2013s, the, what we were seeing is they, um, they, you had to use a lot of air pressure as far as holding the front end up. Yep. And what that was causing is a lot of pressure on the seals, and so it would actually cause a lot of uh, static friction, which we call stiction. Mm-hmm. So when they would initially want to move, there was a little bit there, a little bit of resistance there. And so that was something that we had to... Um, that we had to tackle, and by putting gold valves in and then a new valving setting, we would actually hold it up more with some damping and go to lower air pressures to to work on that stiction problem. So interesting, yeah. People don't understand. Like, uh, uh, first of all, the the stock oil in your fork and shock isn't that good. Um, <laughs> right. Second of all, suspension mostly is set up for about a 165 pound Japanese rider. Um, you know, they do some American R and D testing here and there. Travis Preston's helped out, I know, and. Josh Coppins is coming over soon to help out, but it's uh, it, suspension on your bike needs to be tuned, can be tuned. If nothing else, you get the right spring weight for your for your weight and riding style. I mean, that's the most basic stuff. Uh, the next basic would be changing that oil, and uh, and you know if you need to revalve, you go from there. But uh, springs and changing stock oil, man, is uh, something everyone should do on every bike they own. Absolutely, that's the first thing that we always recommend is springs and. And the thing is, it'll at least get the bike balanced like it's designed to be you right. know, from the OEM standpoint. And it's great that you mentioned oil. I cannot believe the amount of R&D that we've put into just our oil and how much of a difference that it makes. One oil to another, you'll, you'll watch a set of forks get pushed down, and it'll actually stick on the way back up. And you'll watch it just choppy kind of come back up, and then you put good oil in there, and you'll watch it come up nice and smooth. And nothing else is nothing else has changed at all, other than the oil. It mm-hmm. definitely makes a huge difference. Everything from damping to traction. And another mistake that we see a lot is we recommend rebuilds every twenty to thirty hours. And guys will go season after season without ever changing their oil. Oh and yeah, 
For sure. They wonder why their stuff's not working. Well, there's Dude, <laughs> their damping curves definitely changed. I got buddies that don't even check the sag. I'm like, I want to hit them with a 27 millimeter wrench. Like, you don't even check your sag. How do you even know your spring rate's right? You know what I mean? Like, it, it boggles my mind the 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 simple basics of suspension tuning slash oil changing that would make your life so much better and and also too be safer on the track. You know, I mean, every track's got big jumps nowadays. So, absolutely, absolutely, and and it honestly makes riding a lot more fun. Right, right. Tits, when's the last time you got your oil change in your CRF subway bike? Never. Okay, you're ridiculous. Yeah, I want to hit you with a 27 but millimeter wrench. It's been a really long time since I've actually ridden, but even when I was riding, still never did anything with ridiculous. It. Yeah, you're fired. Okay, well you're quitting anyways. I'm but quitting. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, you want to take a call, Chris? We got we got a call from Michael absolutely. here. Michael, what's up? Thanks for calling. You got a question about suspension to uh, to Chris from Race Tech? Hey, yes, I do. Hey, uh, this is Michael Burke, uh, Blue Springs, Missouri. Hey, I've been working on suspension. Uh, I don't advertise, but I've been working on guys' suspension for the last 10, 20 years. Uh, damn it, my phone started blinking. Let me plug, my, plug in. Uh, yeah, plug in, please. We can't have this, okay. thing. We can't have this thing going dead. Right in the middle oh, yeah. of asking Chris an important question. I'm back. Okay. Hey, uh, Man, I am a candidate for your suspension class. Uh, I've been taking your suspension and everybody else's Emigs and geez, geez, everybody's. <laughs> I've and taken the, the the shims apart and laid them on the table, circle them, and then compare them to stock, <laughs> trying to figure out what you guys are doing because you know it, it's it's it, nobody gives you that info and. It's, uh, this info, this is uh, secret stuff that uh, that Paul Fee is just throwing out there uh, for a low, <laughs> low cost. He's crazy. He's lost his mind. Well, yeah, but I'm a guy that backwards engineers this stuff uh-huh. and trying to figure out what you guys are doing. And then sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't, but I, I know what I'm doing. And I try it again and I finally get it right, but it would be cool to do it the first time. Yeah, well, take, well, you've taken these classes then. You, you, you've been there. You've done them. No, I've never, I've never taken any class. What? I, I know hydraulics. I've worked on, I've, re, I've rebuilt hydraulic cylinders on dozers and loaders and stuff. But as oh. far as forks, I've never had a class. Michael, you got to get on this class. It, it would help. I, yeah, out. yeah. Well, I can't afford it. That's what I'm calling now. <laughs> well, you got to get yourself out to California, November second and third. Okay. Does this class, is this what you're doing now, does that get me there too, or does that just include the class? No, just as class only. you got to get yourself there. Okay. Well, I'm still a candidate. I'll get some people S- to help. Hey, send an, e- send an email into pulpamexshow at gmail.com and, uh, you know, tell us uh, what your deal is, and we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe, maybe, maybe you'll win. Oh, man. I, I, I'm, I, I need to be there. <laughs> yeah, you do. Thanks, man. Send an email. Okay. Thank you. Okay, right, bye. Thanks. There's a guy that could use the help. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, a lot of guys do that uh, pretty often, and it's a lot of a guessing game. And that's where the that's where the seminar comes in, really, is to teach people why we do what we do. So it's not just a guessing game for them, and, and they know the direction to go into. And a lot of times the value that comes out of the seminar for these guys is the relationship that they build with Paul and as well as Rob, our head of R&D, during the seminar. And they build a relationship to where they're a phone call away if they ever have a question Mm-hmm. about suspension they can get an answer and they have a relationship there and paul is very good at explaining stuff and i'm not a suspension guy i'm a dirt bike racer and 
he taught me suspension pretty well mm-hmm. just from asking questions and it's not about fancy terms or he's definitely not the person that tries to impress you with you know using big words he yeah. just wants to wants to impress you by what you learn from him yeah. which is um yeah he does a great job i i could go on all day about how awesome he is um and it, and i really mean it uh racetech.com use the code is it pulpamex pulpamex will work pulpamex code save yourself 20% on any uh, services you get done at Racetech. So like we said, uh, get some oil change, get some spring stuff. And I know this is coming off like a commercial, and in one sense it, may, it, it is Racetech's a sponsor of a show. But this is uh, important stuff, and these seminars are great, man. You want to? I get emails all the time about breaking into the industry as a mechanic. I just got one from a New Zealand guy a couple days ago. As a matter of fact, I got three of them from the same guy. Um, you know, you got to make yourself smart. you got to make yourself wanted. You've got to make a reason why a team should hand, should uh, hire you. Um, you know, I luckily did it because um, I managed to fool everybody, but that doesn't work anymore. So take a class. Get smarter. Learn how to work on a suspension and chassis. And, uh, you know, these seminars help and uh, and make yourself valuable to these race teams. It's, uh, you know, invest in yourself. If you're not a winner, still invest in yourself and uh, make it happen. Hey, um Approximately, uh, is it over or under one million gold valves you guys have sold? I mean, good God, Race Tech has really made their name on gold valves going back to uh, the mid to late '80s. Uh, these things really work, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily have the over under as far as how many are sold, but they've got to be. It's got to be a million. It's got to be a million. Went over uh, over a hundred different versions of the gold valve, and that's one thing that um, we try to get out there all the time. Is although the gold valve is still a gold valve. And a lot of the theories the same. The gold valve is constantly evolving and changing. It's not even close to the same valve as far as the way that it was ten years ago. Um, they continue to evolve and and try to make things better. I know that um, it was probably about three years ago that Rob came on on board, and that's really when Race Tech, I would say, has rebuilt its image mm-hmm. in a sense, as far as um, in the pro paddock and, and that side of thing, bringing on a lot of the privateers and really making people happy and. A lot of that revolves around some revisions that he made to the gold valve, the settings that we've been using, as well as our oils, actually, was a, was a really big one that he did as well. Uh, Derek Anderson, Cody Gilmore, um, uh, Ben LeMay, just uh, three of the top privateers that use your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Vince Fries and Chris Bliss, actually, as well, are uh, are back on board with us. and. That's something that we've we've definitely built our brand around the last couple of years is being the choice of privateers and when guys can choose that they choose to be with us. And, you know, a lot of times guys have to go to team deals and they're not allowed to use our stuff. Or, And, I mean, we've had guys go to the bat pretty heavily to try to bring us on board with them. And sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, we welcome them right back as soon as they're done with their team deal. And, um, you know, Chris is a great example. He is going to be back on our stuff for Monster Cup, and we're excited to work with him and, you know, hopefully help him out for next year. And, um, you know, the thing about it is is we won't ever pay somebody to ride our stuff and say it's good. Yeah. And that's where the privateer support comes in. Those guys need the support, and our support program is more than just a marketing effort to get the name out there, but it really is a it's a research and development program for us to to make our products better and, and test. And it allows us to get on many makes and models mm-hmm. very easily and spend a lot of time on them with a handful of different guys because we have – um, as of last year, we had over 30 guys with pro licenses racing nationals and supercross on our stuff. And, I mean, that's a, obviously a really big number. And um, a couple of years ago, it was 
it was a couple of guys and we were we were fighting a little bit to get people on our stuff mm-hmm. to be completely honest and word's definitely gotten around the pits and it's definitely the opposite this year and right. my phone has been ringing off the hook day after day of guys wanting to come on board and it's not us chasing them. It's they're hearing from other guys that they respect and that and they know good. that the stuff's working. So it's well, it's pretty neat to be a part of. I attribute a lot of that to the Pulp Mech Show too. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, really I, I know that people are definitely using the the Pulp and Mech code, and I hear about it all the time from people. Of ah, I've been hearing about you guys on the Pulp and Mech Show. So you know, I mean, that's it's definitely valuable. It's definitely good, and um, it looks like we'll be around with you guys for a little while longer. So I'm was, pretty excited about I that. I was talking to one of our other sponsors today, and he's like, "Man, he's like, I was just up in Vegas at Interbike and a mountain bike show. He's like, and I just kept hearing about how people said." Oh, you're on the Pulp Mech show. And I'm like, really? And the guy's like, yeah, I was on a mountain bike show. And, like, just people just know the show. That's awesome, man. I, I, I couldn't, I'm stoked that this, this thing's become as popular as it has. And, and it's good that it's worked out. And, I mean, Tits, you're leaving right when the show's cresting like a wave. Just crashing. And it's going to crash right after I leave. Yeah, that's, that's debatable. Uh, hey, uh, Chris, something uh, I want to talk about, too. My, my brother, uh, he's a total weirdo. Um, he's got a, a new KX250F, uh, 2012, I think, and it thing works beautiful and it's perfect and it's a great bike. However, he chooses to ride his vintage bikes more often um, <laughs> against the newer bikes. And uh, he got the Race Tech suspension kit for his YZ465. And you guys, I guess, because I'm not into these vintage things, I, I, I feel like you should – they broke when they were brand new in 1981 and they break even more now. So <laughs> – but there are a lot of people into this vintage stuff, and I guess you guys are one of the leaders in providing parts. And man, you even build like a brand new shock for these YZ 465s. How big is vintage for you guys? And how? Uh, I mean, are kooks like my brother calling up all the time and, and saying, you know, hey, I bought this bike. Do you do you make a part for it? Vintage is it's extremely popular. Um, I wouldn't say that we're doing more vintage bikes than modern bikes by any means, but it is definitely a nice niche and. The real reason that vintage is, is so well is one race tech's been around long enough that Paul actually yeah, sold good, these bikes when they were new. <laughs> that's a good not point. To, right, not to date right, him or anything, right, right, but right. Uh, and then the other side of things is um, he invented a product called the emulator, which out of everything that we do and sell, it is the easiest product for me to represent and sell because everybody that gets it absolutely loves it. Yeah, and, no, he's got them. He loves it. Yeah, it changed, it changed <laughs> his forks for sure. I know it's it's coming from the marketing guy, but the stock stuff is so terrible in those bikes, yeah. and the fact that he can make them work pretty close to a modern bike by with the emulators is is pretty nuts. I mean, we've had a lot of guys that are recently retired racers, but you know, well-known guys like Larry Rossler is one of them. I know that we we did some development with, and they were just blown away about how fast they could go on a vintage bike with yeah. the suspension. And then on the shock side, a lot of the shocks weren't even rebuildable then, or are just complete junk so we've actually we'll build shocks from the ground up and yeah. we do complete custom shocks and that spills over outside of the dirt market as well i mean we do stuff from you know motocross stuff for sure but we also yeah. actually do road racing stuff and we do harleys and um we get a lot of crossover business honestly from our motocross guys that their their street bikes are now set up with race tech in their garage as well yeah vintage guys man they're just into it they're just into it those things are just money pits it's good for race tech, but sweet Jesus. And they're, they're, those guys are not scared to drop It's about coin. the love of the sport, though, for those guys and just liking oh. to ride. And 
the bite kind of limits what they can do a right. lot of times, right. you know, or at least somewhat. So then it's not so tempting for them to uh, to go yeah. too fast. Um, hey, um, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, Chris. I appreciate it. Look, look, people, if you don't want to get your stuff revalved because uh, your bike works great, I get it, fantastic. Please, for the love of God, get some springs if you're heavier or lighter, or get your stock oil changed. Or if it's been so long that you can't remember, like tits, when your oil was changed, just get the oil changed. It will make a big difference. Please, I beg you, and get it done at Racetech. Just just a little bit of love for your bike, and it will love you back. That's all. That's it. You don't need to go with gold valves and revalving, although it would be great if you did. But just please, change your oil, get some right spring rates. You'll really be happier. Tits, I'm looking at you. So I will. No, you won't. No, I won't. But it's only because I never ride. But do you guys do mountain bike stuff? We don't do mountain bike stuff, but we actually have a lot of guys from the mountain bike industry that it, that attend the seminars to uh-huh. learn about tuning suspension because it's very, very similar uh-huh. as far as how things work and whatnot. And if you're not going to go to the seminar and you just want to know a little bit about suspension, um, check out Paul's Motorcycle Suspension Bible book that's also sold on Racetech.com, uh-huh. and it is a wealth of information. And, again, it's very much in terms that you can understand and it will help you so much with just dialing your bike in and making it work. Yeah. Whether that and that would apply to your mountain bike too, for sure. Okay. That, that's yeah. something I would be interested in because I'm more into that. So anyway, go ahead. All right, all right. You done? Just saying, yeah, I'm done. Sorry, okay. I'm, right. I'm so sorry. Um, all right, Chris. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, and I'll send you these emails from this contest. Hopefully, you'll have some time to read them all. Um, and we'll we'll try to get get the winner picked up next Monday. Uh, on the Pulp Mech show, and uh, basically, uh, it's uh, uh, the basics of suspension for the first class. Six hundred dollar value we're giving away for free. And thanks again, Chris, for Race Tech coming on board, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys have been great for us. Absolutely, I appreciate the time and appreciate all the listeners who are already supporting Race Tech, and hopefully more in the future for sure. Yeah, fantastic, man. All right, keep in touch. All right, thank you. All right, see ya. It's Chris Rosenberg, everybody from Race Tech. Uh, good stuff there. Like I said. Springs, oil change, it'll go a long way. Um, Tits, can you please tell us a little bit about this one company that has come on board with us recently that is seeing a mega return on their investment into the show? Yes, I, and actually I, was, uh, I wanted to thank everyone because we've had a really positive uh, uh, response from, from Optrix coming on. The sales using the code have been uh, a lot better uh, than we had expected. So thank you to everyone. Um, are you new. Are yes. you mad that Kenny has not used his optics to tweet any photos? Um, I don't care about the tweeting the photos. In my opinion, if you're going to ask somebody for something and then not use it, that's kind of bunk. Like if somebody, like I offered something to JT, it was me offering him, you know what, if he doesn't want to use it, that's fine. But for him to make a big deal about us, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and then to not use it, that yeah. kind of bothers me. Not going to lie. I like it. You like what? I just like the Kenny, you, you, I just oh, like yeah, Kenny yeah, giving you that shit and then yeah. Kenny not using it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> David Villeman, big fan of the options. He likes it, yeah. Yes. We actually just got, a, got one in uh, Dave Castillo's hands. So uh, we can look forward to some good photos coming out of him. So anyway, so nothing new. The, uh, the iPhone 5S. Is great. It'll Does be it perfect. fit? 
Does it fit? It fits perfect. Oh, thank God. I could barely yeah, sleep last night. Everyone can about rest, it. rest easy. Yeah, now. thank you. But yeah, with the, uh, the new GPS and the motion, the MSM processor and the better camera and video, it's perfect. It fits any of the XD5 or the Photo Pro X. Use the code PulpMX at checkout at optrix.com. Get 15% off your order and you can continue to help support the show. So once again, thank you for, to everyone for for doing it. All right. And uh, we're going to get JT back on the line and yes. Brendan Lutz from Transworld Motocross to talk a more Designations uh, talk. So we're coming up with that. Hey, Showy Helmets, 50 years of helmet technology. Uh, Justin Barsha, uh, Michael Lessie, Josh Grant, all use your Showy. And uh, we appreciate those guys. They, uh, they've got the, the VFX, uh, which is the top-of-the-line helmet, and uh, cutting-edge features like adjustable Max dry interior, industry-leading four shell sizes, Showy's patented emergency quick-release system, combined with their uh, 50 years of experience, uh, give you a premium market helmet. Premium helmet on the market today, showy-helmets.com. And uh, we thank those guys. Uh, they're they're top-of-the-line company, great helmets, and uh, they're on board with us. So coming up, uh, JT and uh, Brendan Lutz from Transworld. Uh, JT, you're there right now. Um, what was that music all about? What did you like that? You don't, you don't like country? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't mind country. Okay, I'll be open-minded enough to say that I don't mind country, but that was terrible. Is Sorry, that, bro. That's uh, one of the most popular country songs out there. When right now? Or yeah, yeah, no. In the yeah, for in, sure. In the fifties. Uh, I didn't get to hear the song, but as long as you played the right song, no, that's like a you know, I and country song right now. I thought it was Flow Rider that you wanted when you sent me the text. <laughs> Florida, Florida Georgia Line? Yeah, I thought it was Flow Rider, and then the song was Georgia Lion or something or whatever. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it is incredibly terrible. Hey, uh, thanks to uh, everybody for uh, listening tonight. We appreciate it. We're going to be back uh, next week with a show, and then we'll be back. Uh, we can take a week off and then come back with two in a row. So uh, and the reason we're not having a show is because I'm going to Hawaii, and I'm looking forward to that greatly. Must be, must be nice. Should be fantastic. Um, uh, let's get our next guest on the line. He's a Transworld Motocross editor. He was at the Motocross the Nations um, on uh, the weekend, and he got a great shot of Eli Tomac's crash. Uh, Brendan Lutz, what's up, man? Thanks, what? thanks for coming on. Not much. What's going on with you guys? Uh, you know, just discussing this this little race on the weekend. Um, nice. What have you, you know, you're one of the guys that got a great shot of Tomac's crash. Were you, did you whip the camera up to see it or did you sort of follow him up the whole way? How did you know, like, was it just weird for you to be following him on that section? I I actually was shooting a different corner and Eli and Roxon came around and they were battling that lap. So I was like, I got a shot of him in the corner and then I'm like, oh, they're going up that jump. i I'll just shoot that too because they're like side by side. Yeah. So they they went up the face and I saw Eli kind of swap a little bit and I took a photo and and thought in my head, oh, geez, he's he's about to crash. And I kind of <laughs> put my camera down and then, no, idiot, you got to shoot that. So I, I started like just yeah. pushed the shutter down and I got kind of lucky. So wow, yeah. Now was it uh, when you blew it up? Was it is it good enough for mag magazine? Like sharp enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, well. JT and I spent the, most of the show talking about the motocross nations and deciding who we want to blame and who we want to take pitchforks to and 
and all that. But what's your take on the race? What a you know, obviously USA uh, didn't didn't have a good day, but what's your takeaway from the race? What do you think being there on uh, on the race itself and, and USA's loss and all that? I I mean I've been to I don't know I guess you could say quite a few the nations, but uh, or motocross of nations, but I, I thought the event was one of the. I mean, the fans were crazy there, um, and it, the whole track itself. It was. Yeah, it, it had jumps, and it kind of looked a lot like a national course, but it was kind of different than what those guys ride all the time for Team USA, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think they did, uh, like, Eli rode awesome. If he hadn't crashed, that would have been a crazy good ride in that moto. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I feel like, there must have been something up with Denji this weekend because he just wasn't really himself <laughs> in both motos. Yeah, weird, you know? right? And we, we've we talked about that. Did you get a chance to talk to Ryan at all? I didn't, uh, other than just, I mean, hearing what people right. say and all that. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the race, but it I don't know. It was just kind of disappointing, but it is what it is. I guess all those guys have their good and bad races, and he probably had some stuff going on, but... Um, I don't know, JT. Uh, I didn't, JT. I didn't listen to the press conference. What did Ryan say in the press conference? Did you listen? Did you hear him? Did he get? Did he speak at all? Uh, he did. Yeah, he just kind of. Uh, he said that he had some stuff to sort out, um, but you know, he was kind of alluding to the bike, and he also said, you know, that included himself as well. Um, and yeah, just yeah, you know, wasn't wasn't really what they were looking for and kind of chalk it up to experience and that's all he could really do. Yeah. He, he kind of just like kind of brought up the fact that the last couple motocross of nations, he hasn't been himself for whatever reason, bike set up or track conditions or whatever. It mm-hmm. just, it, he just alluded to that. Like you said, JT, I would give him a pass on Lomo. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. cause it was so gnarly and everything else. And, you know, you're either good in that stuff or you're not. I would give him a, maybe a pass on that one, but uh, yeah, this weekend was, was not his best hour. Um, there's no doubt. Hey, what Lutz? If you're DeCoster, did you see DeCoster's comments on Motocross Vice about? No, Ryan? I didn't. It's pretty critical of Ryan and uh, saying that maybe you know he needs to just maybe just ride better and not really look at the bike for a reason why. But it was it was pretty gnarly. But Lutz, if you're DeCoster, wow. if you're DeCoster. And this year comes around next year, and let's say Barsha's, let's say Dungey's in a battle with Barsha and Tomac for outdoors, and you know I think we all think that Ryan Villapoto is a little better. But do you think there's any way Lutz that DeCoster leaves Ryan Dungey off the team because of these these last couple Man. Of years? Man, that's a tough question. I know leaves, that's what we do on this show. Yeah, so it leaves Ryan off the team. It, uh I don't know. What do you think, I don't JT? even know how to answer that. JT, what do you think? Uh, in the current situation with Ryan on his team, as long as he's finishing, you know, first or second or whatever in the outdoor championship, like yeah. he has been every year for the last five, four years, five years, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't. I okay, don't what, foresee them taking him off. What if Tomac is ahead of him? In what if someone is ahead of him in four fifty outdoor points and Ryan is third? Well, I. If it's Telmac or Barsha and somebody that has maybe 
motocross the nation's experience, then maybe it could be a possibility that DeCoster would overlook Dungey. You know? Uh, I don't Somebody know. Is, yeah. I, I don't know. That's super gnarly, though, if it happens. I mean, I'm just playing it is. devil's advocate here and just bench racing. But um... if he got straight up beat next year outdoors yeah. by, say, Phil Poto and Tomac or Phil Poto and Barsha or whoever, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could do it. I mean, I really? think that that's yeah. the. Well, I think that's how it's supposed to be. I think you're supposed to take the best guys. So if he just, you know, straight up got beat, then yeah, I, right. I think that's, you know, I think that's how it's supposed to be. So why not? He didn't take Stewart. He didn't take Alessi when those guys they were. Didn't, yeah, but they didn't straight up beat Ryan Dudgeon in an outdoor championship either. No, but I mean, they were the next yeah. best guy. They were next best guy. I'm just go, saying, but know. if you're going to beat Ryan Dungey in an outdoor championship, that's saying something. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it should be interesting to see, you know. Um, I know, like, back when, I don't know, did Ricky pull out? And that's why Ivan got to go? Well, Ricky, Ricky got hurt at Glen Helen. Yeah. Had a yeah. Knee injury. Okay, well, the, the reason, one of the reasons Roger said was, Ivan's got experience at this event, and I want him. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it should be interesting. Um, well, yeah, that's why I think if if one of those two guys were to beat Dungy, then maybe the whole experience factor would come into yeah. play. JT thinks Tomac could beat Dungy next year. Could. He could. JT, yeah. you're high on Tomac's outdoor chances in 2014. Uh, I do. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm not saying he's going to no, because no, no. Dungy is – Of course not. Is, Dungy is very, very, very strong. One of the winningest outdoor riders ever already. You know, he's 25 years old or however old he is. Uh, right. It's that. Um, but I, I do think Tomac's, Tomac is, is going to be good outdoors. Supercross, I don't think, is going to – I don't think he's going to win Supercross. Maybe I'll win a race or something. But mm-hmm. outdoors, man, I, I expect a lot out of him. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm foolish or maybe I'll look silly, but I expect a lot. Um, here's a question for you guys, you two experts. Um, what? Why are you laughing, Lutz? Because you're not an expert. Oh, I. Well, no. 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 Um. Well, I f- now I forgot what it was. It was a great point. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, now you you distracted me. Um, I'll come back to it if I think about Lutz. Did you get? Did you figure out a Team USA hat situation yet? Yes, I did. I actually, Fox sent me a little. Team USA care package before I left, and I didn't know it came. Okay, so. all right. Because uh, for people who don't want to know, Lutz wanted to get a Team USA hat for his dad, and it, he got one, and, and just like JT and I did, and it was stolen in the media room. How jacked up is that? I know. And then you know what I saw online after that? I got I got back and saw on Brett Metcalf's Instagram page that one of his helmets got stolen out of his team pits. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, it's so, kind of gnarly. And, and, yeah. I, I didn't feel as bad about my hat after I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's kind of gnarly, though, when another member of the of the media does it, though. I mean, really? Like, really, guys? Well, I kind of I thought about it afterwards, and I was sitting there working on photos, and two drunk guys, like, English or Irish guys or something. Why you got a stereo- Why you got a stereotype? No, no, they they actually had an accent. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
And they were, like, making that, like, distracting kind of small talk to me. Oh, how many photos did you shoot? Oh, did you what, did you get good ones and blah, blah, blah. Well, I turned and started talking to one of them, and I think the other guy swiped my hat because right after I turned around, they're like, all right, bye, and they walked away. Oh, shit. So I think yeah, they a, snuck in there. I, and took I guarantee it. you they were Irish. Those Irish. smash and grab. Yeah, you can't trust those. <laughs> the old smash and grab. You can't. Maybe it was Martin. Yeah. Maybe it was Martin Barr, or Gary Gibson. I guess with a, with a photo, it could, with a photo situation, it could be the flash and grab. Little variation. <laughs> Probably Gary Gibson. Yeah. Fucking Gary. Gary Gibson. Gary Gibson had a rough day. He did. He did. There was a guy on the Irish team named Gary Gibson, and I'm like, he should be from Cleveland. It's not Irish, Gary Gibson. <laughs> uh, hey, here's the question I had for you guys. So. If you're DeCoster, and I'm going to ask Roger this if he comes on the show next week, which I hope we will have him on. If you're DeCoster, you see in the first moto that your guy, Captain America, Ryan Dungey, is struggling a little bit, right? Um, And you see that Barsha um, was riding pretty well. Do you, in that third moto, do you maybe give Barsha the better gate pick? Because after the race, I asked Barsha about it, and he there's no denying he said he was a little bummed that he's never gotten the number one gate pick. You know, he was always on the outside, and he got involved in that first turn crash. JT, if you're the coster, do you maybe give, like, say, okay, Ryan's struggling. We're not getting his best effort. I'm going to put him on the outside. Our best chances with Barsha right now, he's riding better. He's going to get the number one gate pick. Is that just uh, – is there anything to that? Uh, I don't know, because you could also make the case that they needed both of their scores. We'd already had our throwaway. Uh, so you want to put Dungey, since he is struggling, you want to put him in the best possible situation. So yeah, yeah. You, know, you, could go, you could look at it both ways, really. What do you think, Lutz? Yeah, well, I mean, because sometimes in the past they've given, like in the MX1, MX2 motos, they give the MX2 rider the first gate pick because they're – Right, they could arguably not get off. The, I mean, this weekend wasn't a very good case for that. MX2 riders can't whole shot motos because Dean Ferris whole shot both motos. But yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of times they give the MX2 rider first gate pick, so he gets a better start, and then the MX1 rider. So I mean, just like JT was saying, it, maybe it would be smarter to give the weaker rider a better gate pick, you know, so they have a better chance. I don't you know, know who never got the number one gate pick ever. In three times at more the nations. Here it comes. Tim Ferry. That's who. Tim Ferry <laughs> never got the number one gate pick. Roger never gave it to him. Not one time in six motos with more the nations. He had to get buried off the start and come through and save America each and every time. Except for an Yeah, three. you know, that, that last moto of the day this weekend mm-hmm. on Sunday, I actually was standing on the track talking with a couple other photo guys and was like, this reminds me of Tim Ferry's moto at, at England when he won for everybody. Yes. Yes. Except Barsha didn't win for everybody. Or Ryan. I know. Or Barsha Ryan. had a couple <laughs> more positions. Um, Lutz, we had a good dinner on uh, on Saturday night there. We Sunday, did. It's Friday night. Friday well, aside, night. Yeah. Aside from our cars almost get towed. Well, you two but. jackasses are blocking an alley. They were not. Take us through that, Lutz, the people. They were not happy with you or JT. <laughs> no, they, they, I, 
I don't know. I think maybe he just didn't know the right words to say in English to sound like he wasn't as angry as he was. <laughs> but to make it clear, both of us were totally blocking a driveway after. When we went back to our car, Lutz, I'm like, why did, of course we were blocking our driveway. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when me and JT walked over there to move the cars, I was like, how did we think these were parking spots? <laughs> right? <laughs> they were valid spots. I stand by it. Uh, <laughs> JT's like, I don't know what the guy was angry. I didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah. Screw him. There was a perfectly yeah. good sidewalk he could have used. Yeah, exactly, huh? Um, hey, uh, Brandon, how long have you been at Transworld now? Uh, since 05. Oh, wow, a long time now. Putting up with Don Maeda's yeah. crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 05. Hey, um, what's the best 250 this year? Or the ones you've ridden? Um, I know we talked about this at dinner, but I wanted to get your record for the record on the show. I would maybe say I'm I like the Suzuki's a lot. Yep. I mean, we haven't done our shootout yet to like ride them all back to back. Right, right. And when we did the Honda 250 this year, it was at Cheney Ranch, and I didn't like the track at all, and it was really hard to test on. It was like hard to see how the bike performed. Right. So that one's kind of hard to say exactly how good that bike was or how bad it was, but I, I really like the Suzuki 250, and it it was good last year, and it hasn't been changed, so mm-hmm. I, I would kind of stick with that. And 450? 450, I like Suzuki's as well. Like uh-huh. Adam and Cowie, I think, are the best 450s. Jeez, you're a Suzuki guy like Rich Taylor. Yeah, but I mean, I'm... I'm an unbiased Suzuki guy. I like yeah. Suzuki because I think they're good. <laughs> hey, uh, tell us what you think about the new Yamaha. Um, you know, it's often discussed on the show. It's often talked about. Um, JT's on the record, not not enjoying that machine. Um, what, what do you make of it? Well, I mean, when I first rode the, the – when did it come out? In, like, 2010, 2010 I think. 2010, yeah. yeah. The new, like, backwards design. When I first rode that, I, I kind of started liking it a little bit. And then, like, as you start riding a bike, you kind of start figuring things out about it that you don't quite like. And, I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of that bike, and I haven't been. It just feels big and bulky, and it doesn't handle that great down some of the fast straights. But just kind of that same, like, nervous feel up front that everybody talks about. 2014 is a little better. Yeah, 2014, it's. It's a little better. Um, it's still not like I'm not like blown away and just like, oh man, they totally fixed everything and it's exactly what they were like aiming for. But right. it's a, it's a little better. It's thinner. It doesn't feel like a giant tank when you're riding it, but it still sort of has the same little nuances and like attributes that the old 2010 through 12 bike had or through 13 bike had. Mm-hmm. So, um, best part of your job working there at Transworld Motocross, besides seeing me leave for that come and go that one year. But, well, that that wasn't the best part. That was one of the saddest moments. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. I like to think I like to think I left my legacy there at Transworld for that one year. Yeah, all yeah, those tech I, I tips. Think, <laughs> I think your uh, your tech tips might still even be on our website. Oh no, dude! I I get. A lot of people talking to me about – I got a guy last year telling me how great he loved the tech tips, how he learned so much, and then what am I doing now? 
Yeah. What'd you What'd you move on to? <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing now? I don't, I'm just like, uh, yeah, just more tech tips, bro. <laughs> yeah. But no, those just things are, they're they're on YouTube or they're somewhere, and uh, I still get a lot of people say, "Man, I I love those things." Um, well, I learned how to properly wash a bike from you. Yeah. There you go. So did so yeah. did Paul Barabinos when he was a racer. <laughs> so. Um, no, but what's the, what's the best thing about working at Transworld? Uh, getting, I, I don't know, getting to do like ride dirt bikes and getting to do cool different things. Like, I mean, I've gone, it, it sounds like a sick, like bro thing, but I gone on like, I've been on like a tour with the metal militia, this like heavy metal tour and like living on a tour bus for four or five days. That was, was kind of cool. That, that was cool. It, it was well. I mean, it was like a different experience. I got yeah. to shoot photos of Marilyn Manson and like right. do stuff like that. So, it, like getting to do kind of these cool, different things, and like as much work and like as much work nations is yeah. for like going by myself, like I did this year, and having to do all the web coverage for Transworld. It's a lot of fun, and like at the end of Sunday, when I was walking back to the photo tent, just seeing all the crazy fans and just like. Just the yeah. place just torn apart from all these insane fans and good racing. It was just like, man, this is stuff that people get. They pay to do this, and I'm getting paid to go take pictures of this. And yeah, so. no, you're right. I mean, my, look, I was wedged in coach for ten hours from uh, yeah from Frankfurt to Houston, and it sucked. And I brought back a head cold, and I'm sort of tired right now. But we're lucky. All three of us are lucky. Tits, you're lucky too. But just to be a producer of the show, yeah, I am. But uh. You know, we're lucky to get to do this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I came back with a head cold, too, so right. I sound like I'm kind of congested right now. That's why. Well, hey, <laughs> uh, uh, Brendan. Brendan Lutz, uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. I know you're not a listener, but your buddy is some fan, some super fan of the show. Uh, yeah, and I told him that I would try to give him a shout-out, and I don't know if he's listening right now, but... I'm sure he'll listen Damn. to you. Yeah. yeah, Dan Allen, he's a he's a one of my best friends from high school and uh we grew up riding dirt bikes and riding BMX and doing all that stuff together. So what's up Dan? So oh, and my fiance Emily, she's sitting here right now and she wanted me to give her a shout out. <laughs> yeah, now Dan Dan's an avid listener, so we like Dan. Emily, whatever. Yeah. But Dan Dan uh, Dan's cool. Yeah, Dan Dan actually has a Pulpamex T shirt and everything, I think, too. Oh, so. we love Dan. Dan's a good guy. Yeah, yeah bought a shirt. <laughs> yeah. One of the best. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best. Let me. Th- good guy. Good guy. Um, no, yeah. hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, we had fun this weekend hanging out, and um, uh, and everything, man. It was good times, and yeah, we see it at the races all the time, and Transworld, TransworldMotocross.com, right? Yep. I mean, go yeah, there. Good. Go there yeah. after you check Racer X online. Go after you do read everything <laughs> on Racer X and Pulp well, MX. Then- yeah, is it Racer X, Pulp MX, and then Transworld? Yeah, exactly. Then go to Transworld and check everything out over there. Uh, no, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you at the Monster Cup, uh, if not uh, after that. So, All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks All for having me. Thanks, Brendan. See you. Right. Uh, Brendan Lutz, Transworld Motocross. JT, you got to know Brendan a little bit this weekend. Yeah, you know it's Brendan, right? Yeah, Brendan. That's what I'm saying. Am I? Oh, okay. What am I saying? I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying Brandon. I think I said Brandon one time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No big, no big deal. But... No, no, yeah. You, well, you just certainly like to call the guests by the right name. That's, yeah, that's usually a plus. I mean, I'm no broadcast expert, but <laughs> you're you're no Paul Lindsay. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs>
There are some people in the voicemails who are not happy with Paul's commentary. Um, <laughs> Shocker. And we're going to get to that after this commercial break. Our last commercial break of the night here. We're all done with our guests. Filthy Phil, Brendan Lutz, Eli Tomac, Chris Reisenberg from Race Tech. Uh, JT's going to join us uh, for the last segment of the show. And uh, we're going to come back with voicemails and fat banging bars. What else, Tits? You produce this thing. Um, emails, Race emails, Tech emails. Yeah, emails. And voicemails. You already lo- said that. Did I? You said that, yeah. Okay. That's get, okay. Though. Get your That's oil changed. Okay. Get, get your oil changed. Okay. Get your oil changed in your second home. He's talking about my truck. Oh, in your truck, yeah. 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 He was talking about from That's Steve, vacation talking about my home. dirt bike. Oh, I was talking about his dirt bike, but yeah, get your oh, oil okay. changed. Get your oil changed in your other home, too. I will. Yeah. I do that regularly, though. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. All right. Hey, this is Eli Tomac. All right, for Geico Honda, you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I have ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. 
The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Publimex Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us, and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summer cross? Mount Morris, 2000? Anyways, don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Race Tech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, Anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits. And they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a race tech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archives. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars, will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please, check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Race Tech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showing delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local Shoei dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand Shoei's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Shoei. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. 
So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show.
90s are back. Back. We had Denny Stevenson in last week, so it's appropriate we play this. Welcome back to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We're back! And uh, JT, I don't care what you say, that 90s bus tour is a phenomenal idea, and it is catching on. Uh, yeah, you should, uh, hopefully you don't care what I say, because you had, you know. Okay, well. If you did care what I say, it would be dead in the water. Okay, well, Danny Stevenson gets asked about it all the time. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. It's a pipe dream, you know. It's gonna happen, bro. No. The only part I'm not down with is Denny's idea of mugging or stealing the hotel shuttle. We're gonna have to pay it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Have you checked out the poll results on pulpamex.com? What's pulpamex.com? They're overwhelmingly in charge. Overwhelming me, the positive. Positive. So. This is a website you operate? <laughs> yes. Uh, has been. Welcome to the show. What's up? Has been. Has been is a has been on the show. Has been's gone. Has been's gone. That's like the fourth time he's called in tonight, too. Oh, poor has been. Yeah. Hey, um, NFAB, Banging Bars segment. Let's do it. This Banging Bars brought to you by NFAB. NFAB, industry leader in uh, making Jeep and truck products, quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, and other off-road accessories. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking bars out there. They're committed to building a heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality tubular parts for all the latest trucks and SUVs. N-Fab.com, of course, sponsor of Phil Nicoletti this year and uh, Jessica Patterson and uh, and others. And uh, making a big, uh, big push next year in the uh, off-road world, I think, coming up. You'll soon see an announcement of that. David Pingree has a, a set of uh, NFAB bars, JT. So um, Incredible. Look, uh, this is the Banging Bars segment where we pick the best race of the weekend. And uh, I don't think there's any doubt the best race of the Motocross Nations was the Tomac Roxon battle, right? I mean, is there anything? Um, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, there's nuts. So Yeah, the, the B final was pretty damn good, though. Uh, why do you got to bring that up again? I, I, I really wasn't trying to right. throw that in your face at all. I was being completely well. The guy from that La- race was really good. The guy from Latvia put on a charge from hell. And well, he was gone. 
and he he went off the track or crashed. Oh, or did, did he? Something. Oh, oh yeah, he had a huge lead. Okay, so when I saw he had passed the dude like on the last lap back, he passed yeah, he the did. Dude back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yep. all right. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, Latvian Latvian guy, and uh, well, My it's Paro. It seemed like it was a yo-yo, huh? Like yo-yo race. Um, uh, yeah. Well, just yeah, it was because like Phil was winning, and then he went way back, and then came back, and Cole Thompson charged up, and then kind of fell apart and T-Dags fell apart and Alex Martin fell apart. It was, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it seemed like it was a lot of people falling apart on, 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 in the race, but, uh, okay. Well, maybe that, maybe the rocks and Tomek battle, maybe the B final was better. No, no, I think, I think right. you're on. So I was just saying that was yeah, the yeah. honorable mention or something. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, seemed like it was pretty nuts. Um, Pookie, you want to come on? You got something to say? Huh? You huh? sound terrible. You sound horrible. You're getting sicker and sicker as the show goes I on. I am dragging a little bit. JT, you dragging too? A little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Falling asleep during commercials and stuff. <laughs> okay, well, let's try to wrap this thing up. That's the NFAB Banging Bar segment. Uh, congratulations to uh, the B-Final guys for winning that award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> has been, you there? Hey, what's happening, Steve? How you doing? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Bro, turn your radio down. Well, has been. All right, see you later. You're out. You, you, you're Come trying. On, you're, you're trying. It's not working. Uh, Race Tech uh, emails. Uh, of course, we love the Race Tech uh, company. We just spent a lot of time on the line with Chris from Race Tech. Uh, fantastic company, racetech.com. These are the best emails we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. I threw away the ones that said uh, F Dungey and F DeCoster and all that. Um, some of the stuff we've addressed on the show, some people were just downright vulgar. Uh, Jeff said, uh, Steve, please help. No joking around. I need your advice. My 2005 CR450. That's what you got, Tits, isn't it? 05? Correct. Uh, pops and backfires when I roll off the throttle. I just put a new piston and rings in it. The valves are adjusted correctly. It runs great. has great throttle response. No other problems. It is annoying the way it backfires and pops when I let off the gas coming in the corners. What is causing this? I bought this bike brand new, and it's been very well maintained. Love the show and all the podcasts. Jeff. Crack, cracked header pipe. Or... Or it's something as simple as not changing that uh, copper gasket. That thing. That could be that too. Yeah. yeah you, I, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with something with the header. So. Okay. And and then uh, also Jeff. Change, that, which which is that also which change, is what you're saying. Yeah. Change that copper gasket out. You'll be surprised. Uh, it's a four dollar part, but uh, they it's a, yeah they it, get warped. Yeah, they get squished. They get squished yep. with, with uh, tightening the head pipe on and off all the time. So yep, absolutely. Uh, look into that. Um, Ryan says, if we don't stop unifying unifying the racing surfaces here at the Nationals and get back to racing on different surfaces around the country, then the last two motocross nations will be more of the norm. I know the riders will complain, but in the end, in the end they will adapt and become better riders on different surfaces. Tomek was a lone accept, exception. He was hauling ass, but then again, he lives and trains in Colorado. It's not Florida. I am surprised at the people that I, – I got people who on Twitter and maybe even some emails that blame Elsinore. And Miller Motorsports for for the loss of the of the of the these nations. They probably blame Miller Motorsports and Elsinore for the government shutdown today as well, though. So. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible, man. Uh, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's probably MX Sports' fault as well. Just yeah, lump it all in there. Right, right, exactly. Uh, Miller and Elsinore, man, they're just totally ruining the sport. And why can't uh, Bill wants to know with the high cost of having personal tracks to ride? 
Do riders with compounds like RV and Chad Reed charge riders who regularly ride the track to help supplement the costs? No, but if you do show up there and ride, the police will charge you a trespassing. <laughs> but, JT, you have paid in the past to Timmy or Chad, or I don't know if you pay Chad, but you've paid Timmy if he gets it redone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. just basically, me and Timmy would go in on it like halves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not really charging your ride. That's just we wanted to build the track. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fix the track, so. Um, and then, of course, when you... The biggest problem they have with stuff like that is if you ever charge anyone to ride, you're liable. That's It opens a whole new can of worms as far as uh, liability. So, MX Sports is done. Um, all right, last email from Andrew. Mathis and JT and anyone else in the studio who cares. This might be you, Pookie. Okay. Curious to get your take after attending this year's MXDN. Is the FIM holding onto the past too much with the current format? I understand the history, but we all enjoy seeing the best guys from the three different classes line up together. But with today's two-class format, meaning 250s and 450s, does this really still make sense? It seems to me the FIM might need to consider mixing things up somehow. Perhaps each country sends two 450 and two 250 riders, then have four 20-minute plus two lap motos. That way we can still get the unique only once a year matchups, but in an easier form. I don't know. It just seems like the old 125, 250, and 500 two-stroke class format is quite outdated. Thoughts? Please discuss. Drew from Michigan. JT? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the way it's set up. Um, you know, if, if they change it, I wouldn't, like, flip out or anything. But right. at, having been there this weekend, I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have many complaints. Right, right, right. Um, I'd like to see a little different. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool, but whatever. Yeah, I have, I have no problem. One, one, thing, I just, I, one thing I don't want to see. I don't think see, it's like a huge need or anything. One thing I don't want to see is uh, they used to do 125, 250, and 500 all the track at once, second row start, 60 guys. They did that for like two or three years in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, was, I think yeah. I think that's a little dangerous, honestly. But whatever. That does seem like it would be dangerous. I, I think the know, jumps are too big and the tracks too, you know, bikes are, I don't know. I just think that's way too many guys and too little of an area. If you don't get a good start, you're you're ruined. Yeah, just. You see how that works, Nailed sense? it. That's what you couldn't do. Nailed. I couldn't do it. You could not do I that. I was thinking of something to jump in and say, and I had nothing. <laughs> I just, I, I just left. I wasn't paying attention before. JT, I just left still. my desk to turn the TV back on, and I gave Pookie the carry-on signal, and she just asked you those two questions. <laughs> yeah, we just carried it seamlessly. Pro. Right, right, and, and tits. I had nothing. He had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> if I had just, been just flash back to the round table, and just <laughs> we're, ha- we're having a round table. Version 3.0 coming up uh-huh. end of this month, folks. So, oh, uh, but Tits is not hosting it. We have another host. Nope. Tits will be doing it, but he will not be carrying the show per se. So. Is this going to be like a is like a serious roundtable, or is this like a spoof? You can ask Corey <laughs> Mosier. What do you mean? No, it's going to be a serious roundtable. What? What do you mean? I don't know. I. The last one I listened to, I laughed my ass off, and I'm not. I'm still not sure if I was supposed to. Laugh. <laughs> uh, no, you you were not supposed to laugh. No, no, not at all. Okay, you, you know that's like 
you know, genius comedy when you're you're not even supposed to be laughing and you just can't stop. Yeah, that's a good that's point. A sign of a true artist. Hey, we're true getting ready artists. to wrap this thing up. Uh, uh, JT and I are on German time and uh, you know and all that. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question for us, but for now, let's let's do the voicemail. Speaking of that phone number, you can call in any time. Leave some voicemails. The best ones make it on air. The worst ones uh, sometimes make it on air also. Yeah. Um, just for, for pure yeah. comedy's sake. So uh, with that, let's take a listen to the, some of the voicemails uh, the, in the last couple of weeks. Matt, this is Donnie from Arizona. Just driving home from my, uh, my work here at 2 in the morning. But uh, I just got done listening to the Kalos uh, podcast, and it was, uh, it was pretty interesting, uh, especially being from Arizona. It's obviously a, a name everybody knows here if you ride, but... I just kind of sounded neat how he was kind of relating to his grandfather, and I, I thought to myself, you know, like, who is, to- is, is Tony Alessi the last great moto dad? Because it seems like Caleb's grandfather kind of had that same role that maybe Tony Alessi does for, for Mike, but is there ever going to be a factory or a team that's going to let his dad have as much control as uh, Tony? Tony does have over his ticket with, you know, bike set up and you can screw it around with the bike or I don't know what kind of engine work he may do, but I'm like, will it ever happen again? Is he the last one? So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. And I found it amazing, uh, and I think he did too, that Caleb's grandfather was doing motor work for him on a factory team. So, I was, uh, it, was, it was a great podcast. Uh, love the show. Keep that uh, I don't think uh, any parent wants to get involved like Tony. So, but I do think that. I think, yeah, go ahead. I think Alan Cincerillo is, is uh, not the same level, but he's pretty up there. He's pretty involved. Yeah. But I think when it comes to like bike stuff, he's just out. Right? Yeah. I think, I think Tony's dad is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Ancy's going to be riding for the CLS team next year uh, yep. in Europe. And I was asking them about that. And one of the guys on the team said, well, Merv's in the U S so we're good. I thought he tried for Dixon. Yes. Dixon. I'm sorry. Yeah. For yeah. Yamaha. Yeah. It feels like I'm still in Germany. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, he's pretty gnarly. Like his dad sets his bars and does his, you know, does all the suspension, like tells, you know, yeah. what to do. And it's crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. So it, it's over the top a little bit. The Dixon team will have uh Ferris on four fifties and Anstey on two fifties. Yeah, so, uh, should be interesting. Uh, that MX2 bike of uh, Ferris is Cosworth. Do you notice when it, whenever you kind of uh, asked Dixon about Ansi, it was kind of like, "No, we're good." And you're like, "Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." No, like you're kind of like like hinting around, like, "Yeah, that was a a weird you know option to yeah. go there." Kind of your program's looking really good, and he was like, "No, no, like we're good." Yeah, pumped. Yeah, look, I don't, like, I don't, all I, right. I don't know Max at all. I just know he's had a lot of rides and a lot of chances, and he hasn't been able to get it done. And then you add the crazy dad factor in there, and it's just a curious choice. And Steve Dixon yeah, was all about like it. they seem like they have a lot of momentum with that program, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, then again, you got to find strange. an MX2 guy under twenty four. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't. Yep. You have to sort of suit, which is just a stupid rule, by the way. Just unbelievably stupid. Unbelievably stupid. Jeffrey Hurling's just staying down too. That's also dumb. yeah. I don't know about that one, but no, it is dumb. All right, next next email. He's really young, man. Pookie, what do you think? Hurling staying down. Who's Does Hurlings? Have, Does he have two or Sorry. three titles? Uh, three. Two, two, two. 
Okay. Yeah. He's, only 19, he's only 19 years old. He's been in the class for five years, JT. I don't care how old he is. It doesn't he's matter. He's years. only 19. Yeah, but five years as a pro. A is he cute? Is he cute? Mm-hmm. No. That matters. He had gold sunglasses on this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Sounds hot. Uh, JT almost got in a fight with uh, Jill, Jill Cox. <laughs> what? Yeah. She's like the what? nicest person in the world. Ah, she didn't have her facts straight, according to JT. Wow. Well, we know he, what happens when that happens. He let it go. He yeah. let it go. He was the bigger man. Yep. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Right, right. You got me. Which I was 100% correct. <laughs> what was it? I don't even remember this, but Caroli, GT, what was it? Yeah, Caroli and Jairi got into it. Uh, and do a, a crash together. No, no, they crashed together. Yeah, they crashed oh, together. on the start. Right. Yeah, on the okay. start. And uh, she, I was like, she's like, oh yeah, uh, Tony crashed in this Italy on the start. And I was like, oh yeah, Chad was in that. And he's like, no, 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 not with Chad. I'm like, yeah, well, Chad was, you know, playing no, on the ground as well. You, you went with. And she's yeah, like, no, no, no. Yeah, you went with one. Yeah, it was Chad. Yeah. She insisted no, and you went. Yep. I'm out. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> yep. Bit not his, worth it. Bit his tongue. And that, went. That's very un-JT. Oh, I was I'm surprised it didn't elevate to start, you know, MF and each well, other. Well, she's and, really nice, uh, and she's cute. Yeah, and I, and I was standing under their tent. You know what I mean? I was in the KTM <laughs> tent. It's just, it's not worth it. You know, whatever. Does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. JT, that was not. Jill Cox did not have her facts straight. <laughs> um, uh, but she's a nice person. We, uh, JT just met her that weekend. So, mm-hmm. again. Yeah, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. If it was Steve or something, I'd. You know, be on Google within 12 <laughs> seconds of the argument. <laughs> and then you'd be yelling at me, you're so stupid. Yeah, so. you idiot. Um, <laughs> all right, next next voicemail. Hey, I got issue with Kenny Watson giving you shit about talking shit on 1110 Mods. Like maybe somebody was going to help them, but then they heard you. Well, that's not really your job. You're in the media. You're a reporter. You report on what happens. Like, maybe somebody wanted to buy BP oil, but then all the reporters sh- shit talk them. It's not their problem. Anyway, thanks. See you, babe. I don't, I don't really know. I think I don't understand that call, but it's good thing you put it in. It's Kenny. Yeah. It's Kenny. A lot of, lot of good comments for Kenny Watson and I's podcast. They should discuss that topic on the roundtable. I listened to that as well, by the way. You did? I did. Yeah, Jesus tits. What's wrong it was, with it? You? Was, it was it was kind of yeah, I had mixed emotions. Why listening to Kenny thinking uh, about how he never used my objects case even though he asked for it? it very <laughs> very very hard for me. Oh, uh, the best <laughs> thing is that you knew Kenny was never going to use that. Never. And he didn't even want to give it to him. He just had to. I didn't want to give it to him. To drive down there and give it to him. Yeah, I really went the extra mile on that one. Yeah. It, it, yeah. In the game of life, Kenny has one chink yeah. over you right now. Um, yeah, I got a lot of good comments about that podcast, boy. I'll tell you I what. I liked it. People thought it was good. Which one? When I went to the outside the circle to the Hard Rock to do the oh, podcast yeah, with Kenny. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been a podcast with Kenny if he didn't start arguing towards the end of it. So yeah. That was good. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's a good way to end mm-hmm. it, too. I was like, you know what? He's. I thought to myself, <laughs> he's tired. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to talk anymore. He's <laughs> lashing. Time? He's mm-hmm. lashing out. And mm-hmm. I will now end this. So. Uh, check it out on the archives, everybody. An hour and a half, or hour and ten minutes of Kenny and I breaking everything down the way the way we can. All right, next 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 voicemail. Hey, Matt, this is Joseph. Just got done listening to the Sean Talos, uh podcast. Just a couple. Of- uh, Groundy in the chat room says Chad was not in that crash. Chad crashed halfway around that lap. Uh oh. Yeah, this is. 
crap. I don't even. Who'd you say, Groundy? Groundy oh five six. Groundy yeah. seems like he knows what he's talking about here. Yeah. Okay. Sounds legit. Maybe maybe it's Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to let you know, JT, steaming, steaming right now. But uh, anyway. Well, either way, I let it go. So maybe I was, if I was wrong, then I didn't are make you, myself look Are you going to let it go now? Even though ground. I don't care. I, I yeah, that's Steve doing it. I don't care. Nah, Did we? Can we ask Chad about this? No, Chad doesn't. Nobody cares. I doubt Chad knows. Chad's too busy. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure Chad knows, but I, I can guarantee. I, I'm sure he knows, but I can guarantee you, he doesn't care. Uh, Chad's on his uh, Pro Circuit Cowie right now, huh, JT? Pro Circuit, uh, really? I think so. Uh, let's go, Tits. Come on. Come on, Tits. Things I wanted to comment. Uh, firstly, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, he seems very intelligent. My favorite interview podcast that you've done are the ones with the guys who know how to put together a sentence and can make things sound interesting and uh, on the other hand, Steve Lampson's was kind of dull and boring. Uh, secondly, you uh, made a comment. You thought that Cedric basketball player, NBA guy, still had a lot of money, and you were surprised when Sean said he didn't. Uh, if you have a Netflix account, which you probably do, uh, there's an ESPN documentary part of the 30 and 30 series called it Broke or Busted. Um, Billy Corbin uh, is the director, and it's about – different uh, athletes like Andre Risen who absolutely pissed away their money as quick as they could get it. It's a really interesting watch, and I think the kids like it. So, anyhow, keep up the good work. Uh, Got to get a Chicken Matasevich podcast. That'd be a good, that'd be a good one. Um, uh, Factory Pilot, I, I love your, you leave a lot of voicemails in the show. Um, thank you for listening and everything. But Cedric Sabalas, Sean Kalos knows Cedric Sabalas. used to play in the NBA for a long time. Said he was broke. I expressed surprise at that because he made a lot of money. Factory Pilot says that I should watch Broke, who Cedric Sabalas is not even in. It's not about Cedric Sabalas. Nothing to do with Cedric Sabalas. But I should watch. It's it's the same scene. But I should watch Broke to you know find Andre Risen and all these guys who are broke, so that I know Cedric Sabalas doesn't have any money. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. It's, it sounds science. No. Yeah, it's facts. I, th- I think yeah. I think he was. I think Factory Pilot was right. What he's, do you mean? He's explaining how. Well, the of course I know. Process I've, I've seen hurt. broke. I know broke, and I know those athletes who have gone broke and all that. But that doesn't explain Cedric Sabalas's issues. Showing somebody, it's like sure it with, does. with JT's the photo of him cutting the track where it was actually Weimer or Thank whoever you. it was. It's like, yeah, Thank this you. guy did it. That's showing you how it can happen. Right. But it wasn't actually him. Sorry, Tits, JT. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, you're I, No, I, I that... disagree. <laughs> you were surprised that, that Sibolos had made a lot of money but didn't have any. That documentary shows how people have made a lot of money but don't have any. Doesn't explain Cedric Sibolos's it case. His, it's, it's his particular situation. But it's a recurring theme. Yeah. So it's cutting the track. Thank you. I don't. I don't. I I wasn't asking. I don't care. I wasn't asking (laughs) MX Sports how how they could possibly think I cut the track. I know how they think that I cut the track. They saw someone else do it and thought it was me. I'm going to go with I wasn't having a hard time understanding (laughs) it. I'm going to go with this. And and Steve's not saying he has a hard time understanding how people can go. Yeah, I'm not understanding. It's just. 
it's not his story of how it's not he Cedric Sabalas's. No, he was it? he was shocked that he made a lot of money and didn't have any. Okay, I see. Pookie, can, Pookie, can I, we I get a ruling? Saying, can though. we get a ruling on this? I don't really even know what you guys are talking about. I, I see what you're saying. I'm playing though, Candy JT. Crush. Okay. Sorry. I get it. All I'm trying to say is that it explains how this can happen. How it can but happen. Right. JT's saying you were surprised that somebody Who, could go broke. Who's blown the most money in motocross? Hanny? Uh, the, I don't know. I don't know who has the, what. The 80s guys it. The 80s guys never made any money. You know what I mean? To really blow it. They make, I mean, they make good money, but not, you know, not huge money. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what these guys have left. Or it's, it's such a hard thing to really, you know. Yeah. Yeah, true. We don't have their finances on us. Okay, yeah. next one. This is Thor in Houston. Hey, just a thought. Since Nicky Diamond got screwed out of going to the Des Nations, uh, what do we got to do to get him on the vet Des team maybe next year? I don't know who picks that or whatever. That'd be cool. Good job, Thor. Uh, that, that That's an excellent point. Mickey got F two years in a row. Why can't we get Mickey to the vet races, vet designations? Why can't we? Is he interested? Well, I don't know, Tits, but I'll send you broke on ESPN and you can check it out. <laughs> um, I'm going to send broke to your face uh, with my this. I'm going to send your mom broke. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Hey, buddy. All right, next one. Hey, Steve. This is Chad from Arkansas. Hey, Chad. Um, great show. I just wanted to point out something real quick about Kenny. Uh, whenever he left the show, he was emphatic that it was his decision in leaving. It was for family reasons, on and on. Yet in the last Pope Mech show, he pointed out that Ricky said it was a bad idea for him to be on the show. And then also, he said his business partner told him that he couldn't be on it anymore. So I don't think that was his decision. And he kind of just sounds like Terry and Ricky's bitch now. Um, that was it. Uh, well, great show. Look, uh, what was Busted. this guy's name? What was this guy's name? I don't know. I said it. I forget. To the caller. If you're trying to figure out Kenny, you've already lost. <laughs> right. You've already, you can't do it. It's like the Sphinx. You can't figure him out. He, the pyramids. So you can't, if you try to hold something he said against him, against something else, it's, it, I guarantee you he has another thing that would bust him. It, it's possible. It's like holding a hostage, and then, you know, the the cops come in and shoot the hostage right in front of you. Like, you're just, yeah, it like, uh, doesn't work. It's like trying to watch Broke and find a story of Cedric Sabalas. <laughs> it's not going to work. Like uh, trying to find moto content going to Pulp Max. Yeah. Uh, oh, next question. Zing. <laughs> Who's the genius that's letting F fucking you, Paul Lindsay do the commentating for the motocross designations? That's all I want to fucking know. Wow. Is that the uh, Was that a real voicemail? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why? What do you mean? It's the anger? I don't know. Like, I thought you paid somebody to, to like, <laughs> no. cut that. No. Next one. Paul Lindsay is single-handedly ruining our sport. <laughs> he needs to stay, take a step back. He's got his head so far up America's butt. And Eli Tomac's butt. I can't. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Anyway. Yeah. Have a good night. Poor Paul. Hey, I mean, I, I need to check this out, but you need to find out a lot how of, this all came I mean, about. What do you think the percentage of our voicemail callers are drunk? <laughs> 60. 
Do you, I think do it's you a have, high number. Do you yeah. Have timestamps on when these come in. Yeah. But okay. I, I don't we'll pay attention. attention. Oh, okay. I don't pay attention. I'd be curious how many of them are either right after the show or very late night. Well, tits, if you weren't quitting the show, you could do that yourself. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, some of these and, – and, and do you notice that the voicemails don't really ever call in during a show? Like mm-hmm. there seems to be like voicemail people mm-hmm. and then caller people. Yeah. Yeah. People so, who have lives and don't want to spend their evenings. So the, the voicemail people – could be drunks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, long haul truckers. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, popped yeah. a bunch of, like, uh, no-dos. Right. Freaking out. Yeah. yeah. All right, next. next. It's raining yellow here. Uh, I watched the, the nation, this nation. Right. And um, I've never watched the guy ride. I got to admit, that Caroli kind of reminded me of Stewart. His style, how he looked on the bike. <laughs> Not at all. I might be a fan of Caroli because <laughs> you reminded me of uh, Stewart. Um, but, yeah, it sucks for the Americans. I don't know what's the deal with Dungeys. He can't be our captain anymore, man, two in a row. Get that. He ain't no captain. Uh, obviously, we missed Villapoto. I thought Tomac put in a hell of a ride. But, um, uh, you know, obviously he crashed, tried to scrub that, that, that little hill there or whatever. And, um yeah, Barsha. I I didn't really I didn't I didn't see it all. I'll be honest, because uh, my DVR didn't record it, but I watched it at a, at another house, and uh, I didn't see what Barsha did. But yeah, I don't know what happened with Dungey, and uh, obviously Tomac crashed, but he was putting a hell of a charge on it, and not one? sure about Barsha. Yeah, but uh, uh, the reason I, the reason I wanted to uh, bring this up, JT, is Caroli himself. He does not look like James Stewart on a bike. Does he remind you of anybody? Uh, yeah, I think he was reaching with that one. Does he remind you of anybody, though? He's got a unique style. Kind of hangs off of it a little bit, like kind of off the back, and then Couldn't sort of. got big balls. Told you. Jesus, what? Pookie. Well, Jeez. I'm saying. You been talking to Jill? <laughs> kind of like RV, how he hangs off the back of the bike. <laughs> yeah, but he's taller than RV, I think. He's a, well, maybe not by a lot, actually. I think they're probably pretty close. But does it, well, anyway, does his style remind you of anybody? Um, not offhand, no. Okay. I can't, this doesn't point to one guy, nothing I can think of, no. Okay. Hey, uh, Tech One Designs, uh, proud sponsors of our show. They've been there for a long time. they got some cool pit shirts uh, they can build for you, um, as well as a custom graphics. Uh, they can put your logos on the graphics. They can put sponsor graphics on there. Um, they're really, uh, a really cool company for customization. They'll, they'll build what you want. They'll make you happy, and uh, we thank them. TechOneDesigns.com. Check them out. On there, uh, I've got I've got the one race team interested in uh, maybe uh, having them do their pitch shirts for them. So should be good. We're getting Tech One Designs into into some pro racing teams. So good times. I feel shitty. We should get pitch shirts Sound and wear like them to the Monster Cup. Who pitch shirts? Me and you. And JT. And JT. I don't know if Peter. You going. should you should have one. Steve should wear one that says Team Pookie, <laughs> and Pookie should wear one that says Team Stevie. <laughs> Well, we'll just be getting back from Hawaii the day before, so I'm no, sure we'll be no. and then And then Deb can wear one that says Team JT. <laughs> no, what we should do, we should get Tech One Designs to make two shirts, and when we stand next to each other, it's like a... Together since? Together. No, no, no. You stand next to each other. And it'll be like a unicorn with a chick with big boobs and iron bra oh holding a sword coming out of a dragon's lair 
and the dragon will be blowing fire and there'll be you know maybe a van yeah, in there a fantasy i think it'd be better if and we got to stand it, together to make the whole scene i think it'd be right. better if you guys had um, shirts that said i'm with this idiot and it has arrows pointing you know each way and then you guys could stand next to each other get it good one good one tits yeah that was better than yours no way yeah no we could do some sort of uh yeah some sort of fantasy scene you know like a collage of it could be like a, a mural collage of like awesome. five people to stand with us yeah we could do that the tech one designs could do that oh yeah absolutely. they could do that yeah. they could may- maybe make a mountain lion shirt you know maybe a nature scene mm-hmm. yeah a mountain lion and an eagle right. wally whoop-de-doo wally whoop-de-doo i'm gonna that's my new name that's my new character Who's Wally Whoop-de-Doo? JT and I had this, we had this discussion while we were overseas. We got Johnny Ohanna, who's, you know, become something in the motocross industry. We got Dirt Shark, you know, something in, in, yes. the, in the motocross scene. Uh, Mud Dolphin, yes. the Verb guys at Mud Dolphin. People seem to really gravitate to that. Wonder uh-huh. Warthog. Wonder Warthog. Thank you, Pookie. Yeah. Jesus, that's why you're on the show. Right. Uh, Wonder Warthog. These things are all like successful industry people or wonder warthog was and so what i'm doing wrong tits is i'm i need a character i gotta be a character yeah any kind of character johnny O'Hanna isn't a Uh, an animal but wally whoop-de-doo is the worst name you've ever come up with i'm wally whoop-de-doo and i'll bring you all the news from supercross you were bringing some you were coming up with some terrible names (laughs) well billy the beaver wally whoop-de-doo don't forget Teddy T-Rex. Yeah, Teddy T-Rex. There's just Doesn't nothing real like good. Moto. No. Dirt Shark? Uh, I guess. Dude, that's as moto as it gets. Look, I need, I need to be, if I want to elevate my, my, my level of, in the standing of the industry, I need to become a character. Look at even Tits Legendary. That's a character. You know? Yeah. Wally Whoop-de-doo, bro. I'm coming at you with the show. Wally Whoop-de-doo here. You know, or oh, you would sound like a terrible like morning so much, radio show. Yeah, you like a morning so zoo. Much yeah, exactly. With Wally Tits, it's working for other people in the industry. It's yeah, working. But, now maybe the name needs to be a bit better, but yes, that's that's the thing. Do you have something better? No, I don't. Well, you just dropped on this thirty seconds ago. Do you have anything better, Pookie? Well, I'll, I'll work on it. Wally Whoopdoo sounds too much like the Whoop Monster. There's another one. Right. What monster? At what monster's peak, there was no one more popular in the sport. When he was no one no more one. popular. At his peak. Wow. Not, not in his prime. In his prime That's years. A bold statement. In his prime. He tried selling out. Yes, in his prime years. And he was called the Whoop Monster. And like, see another reason. Another reason why. Now again, maybe Wally Whoop to Do isn't the greatest. We can work on it, but I need to become a character. That's, that's, I need that's a character. not settle on anything just yet. That's cool. What about Teddy T-Rex? Kids will like it. No. I don't even know what that means. Kids are who you want to go after? No, but I'm just saying. It's, okay. It's a family-friendly name. Okay. <laughs> you need sleep and medication. JT was with me for a little while, and then I started busting out the names. He's like, no, no. Look, I'm okay with the character. You're just coming up with... Horrendous names. Uh, names someone, yeah. someone says in the chat room, "Dummy the dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> That's That's what bad. a douche! Uh, hot diggity dog. No. Jack me off. <laughs> uh, Tony Wallesi. Mm. Canada called. They're missing their idiot. 
These guys are fucking jackasses. <laughs> Dummy the dumbass isn't bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> then you're setting the bar low. That yeah. would be if you actually caught something good. Yeah. That's yeah, a bad oh, I need to I need to look at that one show, Speed Freaks. Do you know that show, Tits? No, you don't. But they have nicknames. The one's Crash. One's yeah. the chick's name is, uh, I forget. JT, do you remember? No. Or her name's Crash. I don't know. Anyways, that okay. Sense. That's a wrap on tonight's show. Thank you, JT, for coming on. Uh, you really trooper. You hung in there the whole show. It's great to, great to have you. Um, oh, I thought you could be uh, Johnny Crash instead of Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Crash. You come out and play some, play some songs at a few prisons yeah, around the country. Of, aren't you supposed to be composing a song or singing something live for us? Uh, I Cookie will, could make you walk the line. I will not be singing live, but I am composing a song for next Monday. Oh, is it for next week? For okay. main event, uh-huh. inclusion into a main event album. Right. So just you oh, wait. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, you I'm, I am waiting. Swiss Core has it. dropped a couple of jams. Uh-huh. Beats. Beats. <laughs> not, not beats. Jams. jams. Yeah. That are going to blow your wig back. Uh-huh. So you wait. This is Wally Whoop-de-Doo coming at you. Wally Whoop-de-Doo is, is the epitome of you jumping the shark. Well, dirt shark? Jumping the dirt shark? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Pookie, that's, that's why Pookie's that married to me. I like that. She thinks that's funny. Yeah. I just look, there's a lot of successful people in this industry that are characters. No, we get that. Yeah. It's the, the characters you've come up with are what need work. Okay. Yeah, well, we're people, on board. Hey, at Pulpamex, Twitter me some character names. Yeah. Attach JT on that too. Don't attach Tits. He's not on Twitter anymore. Nope. But. <laughs> Attach JT on it. Let's try to figure out and get me a character, and I'll start building this pulp empire behind a character. You gonna change your Twitter handle as well? I'll do everything. You've got to. I'll change the avatar. Uh huh. I'll change everything to be a character because those characters are fucking making money, hand over fist. Pulp monster, not so much anymore. <laughs> but I, I, in his prime, <laughs> in, in his, his prime, prime when he was the most popular no, person popular. in the sport, he was making it. He's rolling it. The Burn out, burn out early. <laughs> they, they do, don't they? <laughs> BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Freak on Underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brot Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix. Optrix all aboard. Pookie, thank you for coming in for this little bit. No problem. Appreciate thank it. Uh, JT, do you feel like Blake Baggett when you read off your sponsor list? No. Steve does a little oh. better than Blake. Don't you feel like I'm giving him there, some there, pizzazz? There's, there's some intonation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and sometimes I'll throw in a little extra about him. It doesn't seem like you hate doing it every no, time. No, not at all. So, yeah, that's okay. I like that. Right. You went with me. You agreed with me on the broke thing, and now you've got my back on this thing. Well, I, so I, like I call him as I you see You don't them. like the Wally whoop dude? That's okay. Yeah. Must be payment time. <laughs> <laughs> Paycheck right, got paid, time. son. Yeah. Thanks, JT. All right, see you Later, guys. Bro. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Pookie. Thank you, Tits, for yes. uh, coming in on this night. Uh, you can go home and uh, put another little X through, the, through yeah. the show. One less show to do. How'd you point at your computer? We're done on time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm tired. Me too. Um, all right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new and exciting show and more exciting things to talk about. Thanks a lot. Support the show. And uh, see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. 
And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude. and It was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>